So Ivy Tech school grad. The man who single-handedly started Joey Logano's career. And a no-brainer of a multi-time former Ganassi employee. Chris Simmons, <laughs> if you could describe this dinner in one word, what would it be? Thorough. Like Justin Thoreau? Like thoroughbred. Oh. Oh. Because your wife's dad was a jockey? No, I thought I was the thoroughbred. Oh, oh goodness. Jesus. <laughs> Engineers. <laughs> and now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to this edition of Dinner with Racers. Hey! I'm Ryan Eversley. I'm Sean Heckman. And we are currently driving, I'd say about uh, two, three hours outside of Atlanta, finishing up a 25,000 mile adventure. Mm -hmm. 25,000. Yeah, I know. You hear that? 25,000. That is the number. And of course, on a Dinner with Racers trip, it's no surprise if we end up in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. And we were able to sit down with Chip Ganassi Racing's Chris Simmons. Chris Simmons. Chris Simmons. What? I know what this to name. Say. What I to know say. this name, Chris Simmons. What to say? Oh, is he the guy that's won all them championships? Yeah, he's like the guy that's like, hey, you know how Dixon's really good? Yeah. You're looking at him. Oh, it's Chris it's, Simmons. It's me. It's Chris Simmons. The, the guy, guy makes... behind the guy. Okay. Right. So it's exactly. Scott Dixon's done nothing in his career. No. Purely Chris Simmons. Although he did get Chris Simmons did give him the fuel stra- fuel saving credit. Yeah, he, did he, get, he gets that. But but otherwise, yeah. Chris Simmons. Now, Chris Simmons is actually a race car driver before he was an engineer for Ganassi. So he started in quarter midgets, worked his way into single seaters, eventually became one of the guys in Indy Lights that was getting podiums and really fast. And then his career kind of took a side journey and became an engineer. You know, his brother was also an Indy car driver. The guy had real talent. He raced against drivers like Cristiano D'Amata, Tony Kanaan. Tony Kanaan. Helio Castroneves. Like real people and was competitive. And then he just, you know, pivoted and became like the most badass racing engineer in IndyCar. Absolutely. So once he went the engineering route, he's worked for, you know, a few mediocre teams like Andretti. Yeah. Ganassi. Mm-hmm. Uh, engineered for, you know, Dario. kind of some names like uh, Dan Weldon. Yep. Dario Franchitti. Heard of him. Tony Kanaan. Sort of. Oh, and uh, some, some guy, I think he's from Australia. Name Scott Dixon. He's Aust- Australian. He's right? Australian. He's Australian. Scott Dixon is definitely Scott Australian. Dixon. Exactly yes. right. Yes. So, anyway, Chris Simmons, after being a racing engineer for a long, long time, uh, was recently elevated to the performance director role at uh, Chip Ganassi Racing, which means he now oversees the performance aspects of a ton of Chip Ganassi's racing operation. Uh, so the guy is now in basically a management role where he overlooks their Indy cars, extremely sports car programs that they're working on you name it so you can't have this kind of career without having a few stories and chris was nice enough to sit down with us uh hey ryan what are some of the things we're going to hear about getting fired by chip ganassi ivy tech schools and being the last person to get their first cell phone now we went out to carmel indiana and uh here's the amusing part of this restaurant Uh we went to kazuki ramen and izakai right and as the host was seating us yeah he made a suggestion to us like you know who you should have on this podcast who's that Takuma Sato. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I said, yes, I know. Yeah. We've had him at this very restaurant. Here. Yeah. In the same booth. The literal same booth. Yeah. Yeah. So if you listen to our Takuma Sato episode, this is the exact same restaurant in the exact same booth. Maybe the staff didn't know that. Yeah. Well, but we know, sure did. Maybe some turnover. Yeah. Yeah. 
I had the spicy miso ramen. And uh, they, like all restaurants do, Don't. Just, they just went see? to the back. Okay. They made a uh, chicken sandwich. I thought it was like a bao bun. Is that how they say it? Uh, look at you trying to be all fancy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they like put a chicken. Yeah, no, they had yeah they had uh, chicken. It was like an egg, right? Uh, no, no. Was, uh, they, they murdered a chicken in the back. Oh, wow. good God. And, uh, and then they put it in bread. Okay. And then I had chicken sandwich. And then they put it in the ramen? How's it? No, no. Oh. Just, a, just a chicken sandwich. Okay. It's a great bit. The funny thing is you actually didn't have ramen. But you know what I did have? A, a great ride. A great ride. Because, uh, you know, seven years of doing this and uh-huh. like the fan reaction and yeah. all the money, mm-hmm. all the glory. That, uh-huh. it's, it's been a great That's ride. That's what it is? Right? That's no. A, no. Oh, no. Oh. It's the car. Ah, oh, right. The Acura MDX? Yeah, the Acura MDX. A-spec. You know what it also makes the car? The oil. The oil makes the car. Uh-huh. They say the, the clothes make the man. The oil makes the Acura. That's right. What oil is that? That'd be Valvoline. You know what really makes this whole thing, though? Tell me. Like, really makes this L- whole lay thing? Lay it on me. Like, day one. Day one. Wrote the first check. I don't know. I, made this whole thing happen. I, I can't even imagine. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, the tires. Oh. We got four of them? You mean, you mean uh, Tire Continental. Continental Tire. Cross Contact. LX. Asterisk. TBD. We should also do the uh, who's driving bit. Oh, yeah. Play the part where he No, did. don't. Don't. Do yeah. it right. What? No, do it right. Do it right. If you're right. going to say it, you got to say that. Oh, it, yeah. it's the key well, you two idiots. Stop fighting. Please. Jeez. All right. Fine. Chris Simmons. <laughs> Meow. All right. We're going to start in five, four, three, two. What's going on, man? Hey, man. How, how are, are you? you? Right? Whichever one you want. Yeah. So we saw we saw you walk up, and then you turned around, and then we're like, uh oh. He, he was do? like, he's like, nope, I'm no, out. I see what this I'm is. done. I'm like, yeah. What are these Mistake. sneaks in the back of the restaurant with headsets on? <laughs> yeah, right. Am right. I, do I really want to do this? Yeah. And then we, we were joking that you, then you psyched yourself back in. You're like, no, no, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> no, I did a very 2021 thing. I went and made sure I had my mask with me just in case. Uh, nice. I needed it. Yeah, exactly right. It's like full James Hunt. I was out late last night, oh. but just because I had to pick my daughter up, she, uh, she oh, okay. had a marching man competition. Didn't, okay. get, didn't get home till. So did you just find a bar nearby, just sit there, pound of drinks. Uh, I, yeah, I wish. Like <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was downtown at Lucas Oil, and then okay. drove up and was home for about five minutes before I had to come to high school and pick her up. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But they did awesome. They won, so they were uh, moving yeah. on to the next round. And this is for? Uh, it was a um, uh, marching band uh, competition. the Bands of America, oh, super okay. regional. And what does, uh, she, what does she play? She plays baritone, marching baritone, and then she plays uh, trombone in the regular, regular concert band. She, wait, baritone like a Barry Sax? No, it's it's uh it's the same know. keys as a baritone, but it looks mm-hmm. kind of like a bigger French horn, somewhere between a French horn and a. Oh, table. I see. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So it's not a. So instead of having the slide, it has valves. It's got the thing. Okay, yeah. okay. The super I'm regional. Aware. Does that mean like just a much bigger event than normal? Yeah. So they they had a regional event mm-hmm. in Dayton a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, and and then oh, uh, okay, super so. regional at Lucas Oil this weekend. I think there were thirty something bands. They competed Friday in the prelims, and then had to come back for finals last night, and. Uh, one by two tenths of a point. So now they go on to, on to uh, semi semi must be semifinals, or right? Something. And then the uh, the uh, national championships at Lucas Oil in November. So, so if it's a super regional and it, it's pretty much sounds like all the neighboring states as well, and there's all these bands, lots of people in them. Maybe that's why we couldn't find hotels. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. it was really hard. Yeah, yeah. and the Pacers started playing. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. So where I grew up, and this was in the '90s. Uh, Marching bands were sort of not particularly popular, but it still seems like here in the Midwest, it is it is still a thing. Yeah, it's. Uh, I grew up in Connecticut, and it's, yeah. it's all different stuff here. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. swimming is crazy. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, not where I was. 
Yeah, not where I was either. Yeah, yeah, the marching bands are huge. Right. Uh, big competitions. and uh, seems like it must be big in Texas, too, because a lot of yeah. for the for the finals are. So it's all, like, Indiana teams, Texas teams. There, there's a lot from the Midwest. I mean, yeah. there's, there was bands from Kansas and, and uh, Ohio and, you know, Oh, Tennessee, what is, Kentucky, what is, all what over. Is, like, we know about sports dads and racing dads. What's the marching band dad? Like, is there a, is there an overzealous dad who's like, you better He's march in like, step or I'm burning no, a stuffed animal. It's, a, it's very much a community thing. I think because once, honestly, once they put the uniforms on, it's yeah. hard to pick your kid out on oh. the field. So Nice. That just sounds like bad parenting. <laughs> yeah, like, I think they're out there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is, there's one guy instead of having like a stopwatch, he's got like an audio monitor. I, yeah, yeah. Like, too high! That's You're Craig peaking. Hansen. Yeah, That's exactly. Craig Hansen's Hansen out there, just like freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be uh, probably uh, being on the field crew would be the the marching band dad thing. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. the other guys. Oh, uh, we see this at the Rose Bowl. Um, okay. yeah. Like there's like yeah. there's always a parent like running around with water, like passing it down as they're like doing yeah. it. Yeah. Like, well, I they have yeah. they have props, so they have like I think it's twenty eight or thirty double-decker scaffolds with right. fabric around as their props that they move around during the show. So it's, oh, that's like it's a quite whole, a production. Yeah, a whole yeah, thing. Absolutely. They're yeah, building, yeah. They're building yeah. industry right. is what they're doing. Wow. Yeah. They're getting yeah. them ready for actual jobs. And you're like, pass. Yeah. Bill, Bill Bates from Andretti is on the field crew. His, his daughter's in the band, too. And oh, nice. It's, uh, I'll tell you, those, those guys work. I mean, they... Yeah, they, uh, they're they're getting them ready for real jobs. But, yeah, I yeah. Mean, even the like field production crew, they're, they're up yeah. in the morning, put the things together because yeah. yeah. they practiced yesterday morning and then tear their stuff all down. Yeah go down to the stadium and I, I keep telling the guys at, at work you know we need to we need to look at this because we complain about finding truck drivers for like five trucks yeah they've got nine buses oh uh, right eight, yeah eight yeah. 30 foot box vans yeah uh and two tractor trailers to move the team from right from carmel to indy right you know, which right is yeah not very far yeah every every event planning organization is going to be plucking these kids you know like yeah for sure so you mentioned you grew up in connecticut Originally born in New Jersey? Uh, no, I was born in Connecticut. Okay. I, I lived in New Jersey a little bit uh, slightly after school, and then uh, when I drove for Matco, I lived in New Jersey again. Okay, so, so that's where that the yep. New Jersey comes from. I found the yep. Matco website. It still exists. Oh, wow. As as if it was still, left the day yeah. after the season that's ended <laughs> and was pretty it's probably impressive. probably still on Matt's card. Yeah. He yeah. probably has no idea. Yeah. yeah, and it said New Jersey, so I thought, okay, it says everywhere I'm coming up with uh, – with East Granby, Connecticut, yeah, but it says New Jersey, so maybe he was just trying to get you to his side of the world a little bit. But growing up in East Granby, Connecticut, where does racing come into play? Uh, yeah, so my dad was into racing, uh, and he he started. He actually sponsored a local short track guy named Jerry Marquis at uh, Stafford Speedway, and that's kind of my first memories of racing was going and watching races there as a young kid, you know, cleaning up at one in the morning and falling asleep in the stands and waking up and going home and uh, he, he, my dad eventually ended, ended up racing weight models there uh, uh, and then got into Skip Barber and got into sports car racing. In the meantime, we'd seen uh, quarter midgets at the Big E up in Connecticut, and he said, you want to give it a try? And I said, yeah, and next thing you know, we're building engines and traveling across the country and and uh, racing all over racing all over the country. And you know, I've, been, I've been racing cars since well, I started when I was six, just before my seventh birthday. Uh, yeah. I've been racing ever since. What did your dad do? Uh, he owned a paving company in Connecticut, AFS Construction. He and my mom owned it. Started as uh, FNS Ferrero was my mother's maiden name, and Simmons obviously. And mm-hmm. then that, that didn't get it far enough up in the phone book, so he had right. an A to it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Alvin Springer. This is Alvin Springer, the same yeah, yeah, yeah. Porsche yeah. Motorsport yeah. director. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and Dial. Yeah. So that was that's how it all started. And, yeah. Uh, 
Uh, they started that company the year I was born, and uh, he sold it a few years back, and it doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. But uh, really successful, and yeah. got me where I'm at now. So, so that so that company was effectively the sponsor to get you through your early racing days. A lot of it, for sure. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. Now, did he ever pave a test track for you? I uh, never paved the test track for me. No, yeah. no. We did some work at the the quarter midget track in Meriden, but never never paved the track there. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. So at, at uh, from like day one, was it I want to be a driver? When you start when you started no, going I mean, to the tracks, I guess it's like any kid when they start. You don't really know. Like, uh, and you know, back then, you know, we're, we're going to Stafford and seeing Jeff Bodine and, and guys like that race and would have wanted to grow up and be like them. And then yeah. later on started getting into road racing and you know senna was my idol and yeah and uh, uh you know just changes through the years but you, you never you never really think that's going to be your life when, right. you're, when yeah. you're seven years old you know <laughs> right right yeah so you start out doing quarter midgets reportedly won over 200 races yeah i mean we used to race every, you know we'd race every weekend sometimes at multiple tracks and uh you know my brother and i were running two different classes each so we'd have eight ten races Right. 12 races a weekend sometimes so yeah. it's easy to rack up wins that way now is he getting the hand-me-down stuff uh you would think so yes but it, i think i think more i was training my dad uh how to do it right because uh, i never i never okay. won a national really championship my brother won too so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is your brother jeff who also went on to be quite a racer himself yeah he did yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. when he was making his indycar debut you're like i did this you're welcome i created you uh no i mean <laughs> i You'd like to think so, but uh, he, he, he and I worked together. Actually, I was his engineer in Indy Lights, yeah, so yeah. Uh, definitely helped out and, and uh, very proud of him. But, uh, no, he, you don't get that high up right. from any one person, as you know. Sure, so. sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so on the sort of driving resume stuff, I mean, uh, you're now known as a guy who's won a million championships as an engineer, but I think people forget just how much you did, not only in, in the quarter, but as a kid, but, yeah. you know, early on in your career when you started going road racing, I mean, F2000, you won the Nationals, uh, that that all set you up to be uh, part of the Green Academy, I believe, is that right? I was I was there before the Green Academy. Oh, actually. okay, yeah. right, yeah. 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 Did so, you before uh, that with yeah. uh, Soter Motorsports? Yeah, that was our, that was our uh, family team. Okay. State-of-the-art race engines and then state-of-the-art race engineering, we had to change it to, but started out <laughs> state-of-the-art race engines when we were building yeah. quarter midget engines. Why'd you have to change it? Because uh, we stopped building engines and didn't no. wear race engineering. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody came knocking. Like, that's our name. No, yeah, no, okay. no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, we run a paving company, yeah. so you want to disappear or not? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's changed a lot now uh, in terms of, like, junior open wheels ladder series. There's, there's maybe too many of them is a pretty common conversation. But when you were doing F2000, wh- who are the guys that you were racing against that we probably know now? Uh, well, when I started doing the USAC series, it was an East and West series, yeah. and, and this guy named Greg Moore was winning everything <laughs> on the West Coast while I was winning everything on the East Coast. So right, right. We uh, we met up head to head a couple times, and and uh, uh, we raced at IRP here here in Indy uh, one year, and he he beat me, and yeah. found out later that uh, it was kind of my first high downforce short oval track, and mm-hmm. found out later that the the cam timing had jumped by a tooth and I was driving around with like 20 less horsepower nice. yeah. Yeah. I just thought I had a lot of drag on the car <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But, so uh, the engineer already kicked was, in you were was, uh, he's like yeah. I gotta trim this thing out well yeah. I, was, I was already working on my engineering degree so yeah. right. uh, were you the guy that already knew everything when you got to engineering school because you've been racing no definitely not okay. I, mean, I, went, I went to a pretty good school yeah I went to University of Pennsylvania in sure. Philly uh, 
So it's uh, an Ivy Ivy Tech School is yeah. one of the uh, truck drivers told me once that Ivy Tech School <laughs> in, in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which he thought was funnier than I did. I was going to say, was he an older <laughs> truck driver telling a young kid? <laughs> no, not exactly. Okay, I, think okay. he, I, don't, I don't know if he was trying to make a joke or not, but right. everyone else laughed except me. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. looking at when you got your degree and when you were road racing, these look like they were concurrent. Um, it's rare that when somebody's full tilt going after a racing career that they also go to college at the same time. But in your case, it seemed like you were able to balance that. Yeah, I mean, it, it was always part of the deal that I get my degree. And, and, so this uh, was a parent's thing? Yeah, it was a parent's thing. Okay. It was something to fall back on. And, yeah. and honestly, I didn't know whether engineering or business would help me more in racing. Mm-hmm. So I ended up Fair getting question. both degrees. Okay. Uh, so Show I've, off. I've, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> At your business tech school. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I got you know a couple degrees from Ivy Tech. And, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, luckily enough, I was able to go back racing after that. So. Yeah. Right. Where did, um, so you, cause you started out doing quarter-minute stuff and, and whatnot. Where did road racing show up? So my dad uh, started doing the the uh, the uh, Skip Barber stuff, and then he had a, actually ended up owning a company called Motion Industries with a partner of his, which probably lost more money than I did racing. But uh, <laughs> uh, he got into that, and then to be honest, after racing quarter minutes for I don't know nine years or whatever, uh, I was a little bored with ovals and wanted to try mm-hmm. road racing. So I got in his Sports 2000 at Lime Rock on one of the Tuesday test days they have there, and uh, I went like a second faster than he ever gone. I don't. I don't think he ever drove it again after that. Yeah. Um, right. Right. But another another guy, you guys probably know Mike Borkowski. He and I were in the same novice school. You guys started out in quarter midges at the same time. Yeah. When you were yep. young kids. Yep. Families became close. Yep. Yeah. Would you know that? At like, how old were you guys? Like, five, six years old or something? Yeah, we were six when we started. Yeah. And we we both turned seven just after our our first quarter midget race. So. Would you think that somebody you met at go karts basically would be somebody you would know for the rest of your life like that? No. Yeah, definitely not. Crazy, right? Yeah, and I to, love that And stuff. to have such similar experiences and yeah. going through the ladder and then... Yeah, not you know, going had, where you hoped and you And our would. paths kind of diverged. Yeah. We, we raced Sports 2000 together and he went one direction, I went another, and, and then we ended up racing Indy Lights again. Yeah, so yeah. It's yeah. it crazy. Crazy. So basically, you guys were spending so much time together, your families became close, and you start going to uh, Sports 2000s. You won the runoffs. Won the runoffs, yep. So I don't know that the average IndyCar fan or sports car fan realized what the runoffs used to be. I mean, it's still a big deal if you really are invested in club racing. But when I was a kid, I, like, we didn't go to club races necessarily. My dad was doing, like, pro sports car stuff. But I still knew the runoffs was, like, monumental if you want it. So can you set the stage of what the runoffs used to be at that time? Yeah, I mean, that, at that time, it was down in rural Atlanta. It was, yeah. you know, a week-long thing. But you had to, you had to do regionals and then nationals yeah. through the SCCA to even qualify to get there. Yeah. I mean, that was the ladder series to to get to anything really back yeah. then um, from a road racing perspective. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was huge. I mean, you know, we're getting, we're getting tire deals and yeah. Uh, real sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, not, you're not, you're not making money out of it, but right. you're getting but real like sponsors. People are sure. actually helping. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're, you're getting test tires and you're getting, you know, you go to a national weekend, you get these tires from Goodyear that nobody's ever seen before. Yeah. Right. So after that, I was supposed to, we decided I was going to race F2000. So mm-hmm. that, you know, they had this, uh, this series in Canada, the, uh, I think it was the series yep. it was like 10,000 to win yep. and it's big names coming out of it well Dan Anderson decided we need something like that in the US so he started the USAC F2000 series yeah. and that's what that was supposed to be so I'm going to college supposed to go race this F2000 get hooked up with Van Diemen and all of a sudden I can't I get mono and I can't test oh how'd you get mono 
Uh, that's a really good question. I, I wish I had a good story for that. No? But I, no, I don't. Damn. No. no. Like, was, uh, there's a truck stop in uh, Kansas City. <laughs> I, was, I was at that. I was probably at the cafeteria at Ivy Tech School in Philly. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was like, you yeah, know. Yeah, I was clubbing with all these yeah, uh, models. Was, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had a great story like yeah. that, but I don't. All I know is I was I was really tired and I had a really sore throat for like a month. Oh, man. Yeah. I remember going to a race down there. Uh, it probably was a national. Uh, falling asleep on a stack of tires. And yeah. yeah, it was bad. Right. Yeah, I couldn't do any testing. And the, the first race was at Road Atlanta, so... I can't remember where we qualified. I was I was cleared the drive by now, and uh, I was doing pretty good in the race and all top three probably. Mm-hmm. I go into turn one and the rear wing breaks, Ooh. and I mean I went so far off the track. Yeah, and this is this is before this is when the pits were still on the outside. Right, and, you know, right. Not too long after Jeremy Dale had his accident yeah, there. And yeah, I couldn't even see the track anymore. I didn't, sure. I didn't know there was that much runoff yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's changed a bit since then, but that was that was a wild ride. Right. And then, uh, after that, the rest of the season went pretty well. I think we won a couple more races that year and uh, and won the championship at, at Sebring, um, but didn't have the money to, to move on from there. So I ended up doing another year of it. And yeah. That year went really well. Yeah. Won uh, the championship again. Won the championship right. again. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So how do you get the the funding? If if it's if it's difficult to do F two thousand, how do you make the jump to F two thousand? Or sorry, Indy Lights with the family team. Uh, luckily, Dad's business was going well, okay. and, and got some got some help from some friends, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and you know we had a few little sponsors that we were able to, to bring along. But uh, um, really, we did you know race race and a half, and then we were out of money. And oh wow, okay. I was it going to school? You know, and then '95 tried to do our own team, mm-hmm. bombed out, and then <laughs> uh, Barry Green had, had separated off from Jerry Forsyth and brought Cool in, and was trying to start up kind of the same thing he'd done with, with players in, in, uh, in Formula Atlantic, but in the Indy Lights with Cool. Uh, and lucky lucky enough, my cousin, I guess, I don't I need a family tree. My, my cousin's husband, which is actually my second cousin, I guess. I'm not sure. Anyway. Yeah, once removed? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. We're, yeah. we're on the same tree somewhere. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, but he worked, he worked there doing sponsor stuff and managed to convince them to... to give me a test luckily my resume was strong enough to, to yeah, get that yeah but, uh, so i was living in new jersey with my girlfriend at the time and i don't know if you remember that time of year in the northeast but the blizzard of like the century hits well, okay so i'm supposed yeah. to fly to phoenix for this test <laughs> and we get 24 inches of snow and right record and, time like yeah. yeah and they shut the highway down from Mays landing new jersey to philly for two days. Yeah. So you can't even get to the airport. And this test is going on, yeah. and I'm freaking out. Yeah. Freaking yeah. out. Probably the greatest so opportunity they, of your career. Oh, yeah. You can't like, get to this it. Is, yeah. So finally, I get there, and these these guys had already tested, I think, for a day already. It was Greg Ray and, and uh, Scott Sharp testing. So I finally get there, get in the car, and uh, luckily it went really well. Scott had a, Scott Sharp had a bad day and went off a few times, and I was I was pretty quick. And uh, Greg Ray ended up. And I ended up being teammates that year, and then uh, they kept me around for the year after that. And um, you know, I guess, I guess it's a story of uh, untold promise. I guess the, the first race I finished second yeah. at Homestead, and then uh, that was my best finish I ever had in any lights, unfortunately. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Learned a lot there. And you had some poles. Had some poles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So the yeah. speed speed was there at times. Uh, sounds like there was a couple of injuries along the way. You know, yeah, you look at some of the results. It's like you. Or Tony Renault would be banged up pretty good. Seems like New Hampshire was probably the worst track in the world for you. Uh, Nazareth. Nazareth. I'm sorry. Funny yeah, enough, yeah. is yeah. still one of my favorite tracks. Yeah. But uh, 
in uh, in 97 at Team Green, I crashed in practice there and did a lot of damage to the car. I, like, pushed the, the uh, pulley on the front of the engine and the back of the tub and stuff. And the guys, some of the guys from the IndyCar team actually came over and helped put it back together. And Barry sat me down the next morning and had one of those talks that uh, that only Barry and Chip and a few other owners can uh, can have with Yeah, you. right, right, yeah. You know, the, uh, if you crash again, don't bother to come back yeah, to the racetrack talk. That's it. Yeah, yeah I got Sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, practice was pretty slow that morning. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I was, I don't know, probably 15th out of 30 or yeah, something. Yeah, really taking it easy. A lot of cars back yeah. then. But yeah. my engineer was like, you know, driving around back there. Might as well not go. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about it and actually went out. That was my first pull on Indy Lights. So oh, it was, wow. was exciting. So after that, after getting the talk, after and then the going talk. super easy, you're like, all right, I got to go back to pushing again. Yeah. yeah. And then some guy named uh, Cristiano D'Amato managed to beat me in the race. Never heard of him. Uh, was he your teammate at that point? No, okay. no, no. He, uh, I tried to hire his engineer later. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, uh, that didn't work out either. Um, yeah, so Nazareth love-hate relationship. So it turns out that when I crashed in practice, I uh, broke a, the, uh, the little tip off one of my vertebrae in my back, which I never knew. I was really sore, but yeah, didn't know that until the following year at Matco when I crashed in testing and yeah. tore the ligaments from my fourth and fifth vertebrae in my neck when they were doing the CAT scans and x-rays and all that, they said, oh, look, you broke your back here some other Previously. time, or maybe a congenital. I'm like, oh, I think I know when that happened. <laughs> also at Nazareth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. it the same turn? Uh, uh, yeah, it was the same turn. Oof. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a lot of stiff competition back then. So I was just talking about this with uh, Rolando Coronado, who, who uh, I worked with for a few years. He was on my brother's Barber Dodge car. And then he said, yeah, I was telling somebody about you the other day. You were fifth behind Tony Kanaan, uh, Helio, yeah. Cristiano D'Amato, and David Empringham. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really In think lights. much of it, but I went home right. and looked it up, and he was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah those yeah. are real people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Might know something. Yeah. So. I, I actually reached out to Empringham. Uh, I just spent eight hours with him here a week ago doing the sports car race. We were both spotting, and I was like, oh, he'll know. And he was like, I got no dirt for you. Which has been so, a consistent thing. Yeah, we, we've reached out to a bunch of people yeah. looking for stuff. We reached out, you know, I asked Mike Hall, Steve Goff, um, uh, Dario Scott. Like, no one's got anything. Even Michael yeah. Cannon. Uh, yeah. He might know stuff, but he's not willing to give it yeah, up. Yeah, he was a good time. He just didn't give him enough alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> They've yeah. all got dirt. He, believe it or not, he didn't drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he saw that I didn't order a beer, so he didn't order one. I was like, damn, damn it. Yeah. Right. You got yeah. to do your part. Just going to start bringing a bottle of tequila, just leaving it on the table. Yeah, yeah. One thing to jog yeah. your brain about while you're eating is there's a consistent theme we have in every episode almost, um, and I'm not hearing it so far in your story, which is uh, everyone's career in some capacity starts on a con. On what? On a con, a lie. A lie. And everyone lies about their age their or name. Mike Cannon just, yeah, lies about his name. That, oh, uh, oh, oh, okay, of course. If you, if you do the math, I won the runoffs in 91, but I had been racing for a year before yeah. that and in a CCA. And you had to be born in 1973. And I was born in 73. Yeah. So, so there was, there was a bit happen? of a con there. Okay. Um, and proceed. We'll, well have some noodles first. W without getting anybody in, in any federal trouble. Uh, uh, it's it's 2021, old man. Yeah, like, statute I think, limitations I think we're all right. Right. I don't think anybody's like looking at the SCCA archives There's one guy in like a dark room. He's like, I heard it. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Google alert. He's like had like... An SCCA file yeah. in some sort of tan yeah. drawer. He's like, some guy. Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> some guy I started racing with whose uh, who's last name might end with a ski. 
had a dad who was a doctor who might have known how to, you know, make it look like you were born a year earlier or later than uh, you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So yeah. Mike Borkowski. Mike Borkowski's dad. Mike Borkowski's I mean, dad is a criminal. Not really, because <laughs> it turns out nobody really looks at that paperwork. It's kind of like a COVID vaccine oh, okay. record. So it's, it's, so it's not illegal if, if nobody gets hurt, is it's, what I'm hearing. It's not illegal if you never had to use the actual fake document. Said Chris Simmons. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Okay. So if you have a fake ID and they don't check it, it's not illegal. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> After the Team Cool Green program, you end up driving for Matco Motorsports or Race yeah. Sports. Which is it? It was in the ice team. Oh, okay. Yeah. That had yeah. been over there. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay. And then... Well, I, I'm surprised I don't remember Matt Cohen, and I, I'd love to know what happened to him. Like, what's he doing now? Um, last time I saw him was a few years back, but he was uh, building houses up in up in uh, New York, okay. Northern New Jersey area. Yeah, but basically, he's a young kid. He's like 25. He starts a, you know, he's got a sports car team that he's driving on, and then you're part of the Indy Lights program. But you guys are pretty decent. Like, it wasn't like some idiot trying to run a car. It seemed like it seemed like he did a good job. Um, yeah, I think I had a little bit to do with that. Okay. I think if, okay. Uh, if Tony was still around, he'd probably tell you that. So that, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Chris, the engineer, Chris, the driver, had something to do with yes. it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got you. So we, Tony Renna, who I'd met through quarter and radius, we'll, we'll go back to that story in a little bit. But uh, when, when my cool deal fell apart, Tony met Matt somewhere, and Matt had hired Tony to drive Indy Lights, and then they were going to get another, another car. Well, Tony introduced me to Matt. Next thing you know, I'm driving for Matco too. Uh, leave Indy, fly to New Jersey. Realize that there's a lot of work to do here, so I end up living in this little hotel. I can't remember the name of it. Underneath the George Washington Bridge. Oh, sounds lovely. Yeah, yeah. It, it was lovely. Yeah. We didn't spend a lot of time Step there. Around the yeah. Yeah. So at that uh, point, you're like, man, I'm a racer. I'm making it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I mean, we we worked from when we got up in the morning. We'd go to the yeah. diner on the way to the shop. Mm-hmm. We'd have breakfast. We'd go to the shop. We'd work. So we either order in lunch or uh, his, his dad had a car dealership mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, so the the race shop was in the back of the car dealership and the most the, the least convenient to get to race shop in the world. Like we had to move about fifty vehicles to get the transporter in and out. Right, yeah. right. But, uh, now yeah. were you were you brought on as only a driver? Or you were or were you brought on to help kind of run this thing forward, or was this sort of a byproduct of you seeing something that needed the work? I was brought on to drive, but obviously I had experience. Yeah. I yeah. was kind of the only guy in the team that had experience, yeah. and then when I got there, I was like, "Oh, we need a lot oh, of help we need here." To jump in. So, but my point is, that yeah. wasn't the that was the original agreement was you're going to help run this. This is yeah. you going, "Oh, shit, if I'm going to run a good car, I have to make this, this going to work." Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah. 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 percent. Yeah. I don't know if kids understand what you mean when you say work. Like you literally had to go to the shop and get this thing fixed and put together and ready to go, or it might not run. Yeah, literally, get up at you know six seven in the morning, yeah. go to the diner, literally the yeah. diner, and. Be at, be at the uh, dealership before it was even open for business and yeah. uh, showing the mechanics what to work on, ordering parts. Mm-hmm. I mean, we was calling Earl's on Gasoline Alley, ordering yeah. stuff every yeah. day. Yeah. He was like the Nicky Lauda of car of racing. Car racing. Yep. Yep. Well, that, that's um, probably putting a little too much shine it, on it. but It's a running joke for no, us. Go with it. Uh, yeah, go with it. Go with it. Um, <laughs> But you, so you didn't, you wouldn't just not work on the car, not help move the team forward, finish nineteenth, and then blame the team on Instagram. <laughs> no, that, <laughs> that wasn't happen. your thing. I, no, huh. no, huh. I, I uh, doesn't that up? I was one of the last drivers. Carol Wilkins used to make fun of me at, when I was at uh, at Team Green for not having a cell phone to make her so angry. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Well, you guys just need to plan a little further ahead." And I think they finally, they might have bought me one. I can't remember now, but uh, yeah. So now you're in an, another year of any life. You know, you sort of things with the Green Deal, which was a, for lack of a better expression, one of the a, a good lights program. You've now moved over to one that's maybe not as good, and you're working a hundred times harder. I'm assuming to make this even a mid-pack deal. 
at what point are you starting to see the writing on the wall in terms of Chris Simmons, the driver, versus maybe something not driving within the sport? You only get so many years in the lights, so I, I kind of knew I had to be up front in, in 98 with Matt Coe or, or it was going to start to get pretty hard. Um, I'd always done well on the ovals. Uh, my brother probably was a little bit better road course racer, if you look at the statistics, than I was. And, and uh, uh, he was probably a little better on, on road course. I was probably a little better on ovals. Obviously, he ended up doing pretty well on ovals, too. So um, I came up against some pretty good road, <laughs> road course racers in my in Demata, my, uh, Canard, yeah, but, uh, yeah, think, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can tell you in, in uh, 1996, none of us thought that uh, that uh, uh, Helio was going to go on to win four Indy 500s. I mean, I think we were at Nazareth, and I came around, and there's Greg Ray upside down with Helio stuck into the side of him. This so. <laughs> <laughs> idiot. So you're racing for Matco, but Tony Wren is the reason you got that ride. So you guys had already been racing against each other for a couple of years. Why does he stick his neck out for you? Uh, we'd known each other for a long time uh tony was more my brother's age but mm -hmm. in i think it was 84 we held nationals at silver city quarter major track in, in connecticut my dad was the race director at the time and joe renna shows up with you know class a quarter midget thing like four mcdonald's painted cars and yeah. tony and his sisters driving and everything so they met and became friends mm -hmm. and next thing you know they're they're uh, going out to Park City skiing in the winter. Family vacation. Family stuff. vacation yeah. and stuff. Yeah, right. yeah. And then right. uh, uh, the next year, Nicole, Tony's sister, didn't want to race the Nationals. So I ended up racing her car, the Nationals, in Huntsville the next next year. That was, that was my first non-family-owned car yeah. that I drove. Nice. So effectively, you're a pro driver at yeah, you're getting nine hired, years old. Getting hired yeah. Out. yeah. I was working on the car even then. I remember I flew down. To, <laughs> I could not just do it. I flew down to Orlando, right. and, and they picked me up at the airport, and I think they lived in DeLand at the time, and, and uh, started mountain tires. <laughs> that was my job. Get to work, kid. Yeah. Started mountain tires, yeah. and then, then uh, it was them and all the other families from uh, from the Orlando area, from the Corner Bridget Club down there, all, all uh, road tripping in RVs and trailers over to over to Huntsville for the Nationals. Mm -hmm. Now, you said something kind of key. Your dad was kind of running some of these events. Was he a race director? He was race director at the so Quarter Midget Club. So, yeah. was, was dad a go-kart dad? Uh, yeah, dad was yeah. go-kart dad, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah but I mean, you, do you know what I mean when I say go-kart like dad? Little League dad. Little League dad. Was he screaming at you if you didn't No, win? my dad never he, screamed at me like that. He wasn't getting in no. fights with, other, with no. other parents. No, he was definitely the calm dad. It okay. wasn't a problem that he was a race director and you were racing. With certain dads, yes, but sure. they, with, with, with actual with, little league dads, with the actual yeah. little league yeah, yeah, dads, right, yes, right, 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 but uh, right. with the other dads, no, no. Now, when I was in a sporting event where my dad would be in any sort of role, like running a soccer team or something like that, it was almost easier for him to yell at me than anybody else <laughs> because I was his kid. Yeah. Was it like were you more likely to get penalties? I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. I don't even remember getting sounds a lot like of penalties back then. Your dad was a normal then. good yeah, dad. Sounds like a the, nice uh, father figure. Yeah, yeah, he definitely was. He definitely was. Terrible podcast. Then the drink had started. Yeah. Go, Simmons. <laughs> you want this? The, there was, well, the, the quarter midget track, it's, it's where Joey Logano came from. Oh, a lot of, wow. lot of yeah, like, there's like been a lot of people. really good people that yeah. came out of that yeah. club. And, you know, it's funny how how a club gets, you get a few good people, and then that brings that on a few a more thing. good people. Uh -huh. yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. Attracting a few people. more people yep. learn, yeah. and, you know. All so of you sudden, started Joey Logano, though. Created him. Yeah. I would love to say that we were no longer involved down. when he came along, but no, yeah, but you, I, I paved, you added I to paved the, the road pool of that for, track. Yeah. I yeah. paved the road for Joey Logano. Yes, yes. I expect royalties. So, <laughs> a big 
you know, big interest of Sean and I are both, you know, huge Tony Renna fans, and obviously we wish we could have seen what would, would have been possible. So you being so close to him, we'd love any sort of <clears throat> early day Tony Renna stories of you guys coming up through the ranks together. Um, I mean, we we raced back and forth in quarter midgets. Like I said, he was more my brother's age, so. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I drove his older sister's cart, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he was racing against my brother, and it was him, it was Tony, my brother, uh, and uh, Jeff Hunt one year, mm-hmm. which Jeff Hunt's dad, Marty, ended up t- going on to uh, run Indianapolis Motor Speedway for a few years. Wow. Yeah. So it was real, uh, actually, when he was there when, when Tony got killed there at Speedway. Right. right. Tony and I kind of... Would just see each other at the quarter midget races sure. and go back and forth, and they'd, they'd have uh, they'd have uh, regionals and nationals down in, in Orlando yeah. in the winter. So we we sometimes drove down there and raced. Right. And so we just kind of knew each other through the years, and our parents always talked. And <clears throat> yeah, when you were teammates with him in Indy Lights, could you tell that he had what would be goods that Ganassi would want eventually? Yeah, Tony was definitely. I, I guess I was always good on the mechanical side. And yeah, probably not as good on the. Uh, on the gifted gab side as I should be, but uh, uh, okay. yeah. uh, I mean Tony, you know, had he had some family money, but not enough to to you know pay for any lights ride, kind of right. kind of like me. So he he had to work his way up through that, and then I mean you saw he worked his way into into Indy Racing League and then yeah. into the Ganassi deal. So he he uh, he kept after the the business side of it and the personality side of it. And yeah, and he did whatever whatever he could do to to get that ride, and that was my first day at. at uh, Nicanassi. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we heard. So if you're comfortable talking about it, and this is only if you want to, um, day one, you you get this new huge opportunity at Chip Ganassi Racing. Your friend, Tony Renna, is testing at Indy. How how was that day for you? It was, well, taking a step back, I'd come off a couple of years with Paul Tracy and then uh, uh, been on Tony Kanan's car with, with Eric. And it was kind of a big decision for me whether I'd stay with 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 Andretti Green or or leave and I decided to leave and uh, I knew they were testing right and I made the decision that and, and I'm guessing I, I, I don't know your move to Andretti or your move to Ganassi excuse me and Tony's move to Ganassi completely independent of one another yeah yeah yep yeah I mean I had met uh, Bill Pappas who was an engineer over there literally over some beers somewhere and decided that we should work together and and uh, or he he wanted he was looking for an assistant engineer, and I was an assistant engineer, and that's kind of how it started. Uh, obviously, the Tony thing was later, but I told the the Andretti Green guys that I wanted to leave, and you know, asked them how long they wanted me to work, and they just gave me some things they wanted me to do before I before I left. So I think I worked like 16 hours straight so that I could finish them, so I could Get go to this to test CGR and see this indie test. Yeah, because <clears throat> I assume once you're in the red shirt, you're not going back to finish up old work. Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean. If they need help with something, obviously help them yeah, out. Yeah, but no one know, wants you, this, right? Right. But you're, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so so effectively, so day one up, is at Indy. So I talked to Mike Hall, and yeah. he says, "Yeah, come to the test." And I talked to Bill, and I really don't know anybody else on the Ganassi team at the time. So I show up at the track, and I'm walking around, I'm trying to look for somebody to talk to, and finally I find Bill and go out, and and uh, Blair Julian was there, who I knew from Indy Lights days, but other than that, uh, didn't really know anybody. Did, did Tony know you were there? Uh, Tony knows there, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he went out and and wasn't long a very long run and and uh, just kind of watching the timer. We knew we knew he'd had an accident, but we didn't really know how bad it was. And, uh, and then 
uh, Dan Edwards from the track came by. You could just tell from the look on his face when he drove up that that it was bad. And he said, "Yeah, it's it's bad. You know, we're airlifted into the hospital, this, that, and the other thing." So I'm, I'm thinking, "Well, I've got to I've got to let Deb know." Yeah, his fiance. Yeah. So I'm calling my wife Joyce, and she's in school, and she must have known from the tone of my voice that when she checked the message, how serious it was, because she left school without even talking to me. And uh, I'm trying to find someone on the team that, and Barry Wanzer was kind of running the test. And, and I remember saying to him, you know, I'm going to go find Deb and we're going to go to the hospital. And he's like, who are you? Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, because yeah, they don't yeah. know you've got this yeah. lifelong yeah, relationship yeah, with the yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, right. I'm like introducing myself to Barry Wanzer. On a horrible in scenario. a horrible crisis scenario, yeah. So, I mean, we I remember we called, uh, Deb was at the, at the gym. We called the gym. We had our page. And, uh, finally got her to head home and we all Joyce, myself, Jim Leo all met at her house and, and met her there and headed down to the hospital somewhere along the way Joe called me and uh, and told me we'd lost Tony it was um, a long day from there obviously uh, I, I didn't even have a contract with Ganassi at the time I hadn't signed my contract yet yeah just wanted to go to the test yeah just yeah. wanted to go to the test knew what I was doing team. we had a yeah. you know we had an agreement in principle and right I, don't know. I guess that's what I do. Once, once you make, I think everybody in racing, once you make up your mind what you're doing, that's what you do. So we, we went to the hospital, and um, Chip Chip gets this rap as this uh, this kind of bully of a guy with no personality and not really a family guy. But in situations like that, he's unbelievable. I mean, sent the plane to go get Tony's family and Deb's family and. Everyone kind of got up to Indy, and um, there were a few people in the in the room at the hospital that, that uh, thought they should be in charge of the situation. That had nothing to do with it. That were uh, a real pain at the time. Yeah, more harm than good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people want to do press releases and talk oh. about this and that. And I'm like, and the family's not even here yet. Stuff. Like, yeah, let's, yeah, let's wait a minute. Yeah. Why not? Uh, like, literally, why don't you just leave? Yeah, please leave. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, turned in Tony's family ended up staying at my house the rest of that week, and, and uh, it was a lot of a uh, lot of planning, a lot of a lot of planning uh, arrangements, and and all that, and a lot of drinking and talking, and yeah, just trying to get past walking down like the street. That. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, a lot of that's funny. I was just talking about this with Ricky Davis the other day. A lot of the guys on the team really didn't even know what was going on. They just got told to go home and didn't know like what had happened we didn't really know what had happened for years and the car ended up getting shredded it was in it was in the barn on the north side of the speedway for a few days um and bill pappas and i got called down to the speedway one day we actually got to look at some of the data but other than that no one on the team saw anything of the car or the data or any of it after it left the pillow yeah. basically yeah, yeah what was the I mean, this is a real question. Like, what was the second day at Ganassi like? I think I was kind of in a daze for a while, to be honest. I, I, you know, we went through we went through that that week of planning and and all the arrangements and the funeral and and all that, and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, late nights at Connors. Seemed seemed like during the day I was helping with the arrangements and helping get uh, Joe and Mary around town and. And at night, he was taking care of uh, Nicole and and uh, and, and uh, you know just 
it seems like and you know all the friends and everybody getting together and trying to get through it um i don't really remember the second day i, I remember i wanted to go get my contract signed so on november 1st i just went in uh and signed my contract just to get because i just wanted that to be yeah, done like it on, seemed like that was yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah dragging on it's uh it seems as though it was pretty apparent from sort of the aftermath just how bad it was, but coming from pit lane where you're not actually able to see any of that, um, when you're making those phone calls right after, do you know how bad it is, or are you still waiting for official word? The only way I knew was, was the look on, on Dan next. Edwards' face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like a, I mean, you guys are in racing, you know, yeah, we you, you get yeah. that look and you just know that it's, it's different than any other accident. Yeah. That, that's the only way I knew. Yeah. And then Joe called me. Let but me you're know. not going to say anything until you know officially what it is. Right. Yeah. 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 You think yep. the tragedy helped you become a Ganassi family member? Um, yeah, I guess it probably did. I never really thought about it that way. But, yeah, I think it probably did. Yeah. Certainly the people at Ganassi realized that, you know, I was good under pressure and – and I just lost a, a good friend of mine, and yeah. well, was able to hold things together. together. And, and yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Together. yeah, like you know, like that person's part of this. Yeah, know, this thing. Solid I never, I never thought of it that way. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. They say that uh, had that incident happened in sort of a spectator scenario, that there may not be an Indy 500. Uh, would you say that has some validity to it? Um, I don't know. I didn't get a real good look. Other than seeing some pictures after the fact, I didn't, I didn't see how bad the the debris and stuff was from that. I, I don't think so. I mean, the year before, I was when I was on Tony's car, he got hurt in Motegi. Yeah. I don't know if you remember Mario drove the car oh, yeah, to yeah, test. Yeah, yeah, and it did its and, thing. Yeah. 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 So. And the the front wing from that car, you know, Mario did his thing, and we're all in pit lane thinking, man, is this guy hurt or what? Yeah, and right. He drives up in his. Lincoln or whatever <laughs> big rental car he yeah. had yeah. hops out and just starts there telling is. us about what we should change to make the car better as <laughs> if it never happened. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. And then Dan Edwards comes by with the front wing. He says, yeah, I picked this up between the grandstands and 16th Street. Good. And we're thinking, what? Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think so, that's serious height. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. there was, you know, from Tony's deal, I'm sure there's some debris that was that not in a good yeah, spot. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, and the fence obviously took a big hit and that's like like a lot of other people like Dan Weldon and, and – uh, uh, and and others, the fence posts don't move, right? Or don't move enough, right? Right. Well, what was the first project you got put on at Ganassi? I think the first thing I did when I got there was try to figure out how to find something. They were very email centric and still very paper, and nothing <laughs> so was like, on like a how do I work server? here? Yeah, right. it was like it was really <laughs> no, it was really quite odd. I think it's down the hall over there. Yeah, yeah, it's like the guy. thing nobody knows, but they yeah. won't admit it. So right. they're like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know where it is. Yeah. yeah. Like if you didn't have the email from somebody or have the piece of paper, you didn't know what was going on. And I was the new guy, so I didn't right, have any of right, that. Right. So yeah. <laughs> I think the first thing I did was reorganize a whole bunch of that stuff and, and start getting <laughs> like, it on the server. This and, office needs to make sense. And, and make it so that you could actually run two cars and you could look at each other's information yeah. without yeah. a photocopy. <laughs> right. I wouldn't mind going back a few steps. I mean, sure. we, we got here because obviously – this point in your career, your relationship with Tony was very, very, pretty close. But it's there. You know, there are a million engineers or just people on the non-driving side of the sport who started as drivers and then moved on to become an engineer or a PR guy or whatever. Um, very few get as far as you 
got in lights and with pretty good guys and eventually have to come to that mature thought like, okay, if I'm going to stay in the sport, I need to figure something out. So where in sort of the mindset is this starting to hit that like this is probably not going to last? I don't know. I guess I always kind of had a backup plan in the back of my head. I mean, you're way it, too goddamn it, smart. It, it won, well, I mean, everyone always just thought I'd go take over my dad's business. And, right, right. And uh, was this a threat? Did your dad ever use this against you? Like, no. if you don't get your act together, nothing no, about no, you strikes me. so nice. No, yeah, totally, right. totally the opposite. My dad wanted me to go do something else so I didn't have to pave driveways all the time. Okay. And I will tell you, the most boring driving job in the world driving mm-hmm. a roller. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I, I always that. had to do when I. When you were a kid. Yeah. You know, my dad, he grew up in Wizzox, Connecticut, a couple sisters. I I didn't even know this when I was growing up, but his dad left and was kind of out of touch, and I didn't really know where he'd been. I never met my grandfather on that side until I was literally at the shop one day working to put Sports 2000 back together after I'd wrecked it, and this guy came in in rainbow suspenders asking for my dad. My brother and I were there, and we're like, He's not here. Can we take a message? No, no. I'll, I'll get in touch with him later. Well, I found out later that was my grandfather. And wow, that, that was, was it. Never experience. saw him again. Wow. And it turns out he was living just across the border in Massachusetts. Did he know that it was you and your brother that he was yeah. talking to? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, so told him, yeah, yeah, Gene's son. You know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, man. So was, that was an interesting one. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Rainbow suspenders. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that mine. vividly. Like, yeah. <laughs> I would too. Well, yeah, I think. That yeah, kind of, yeah. That kind like, of trauma afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So you're... As, as everything in this lunch has told me, you are smart enough your entire life to always have multiple options. Um, so as, say, the Matco deal is going along and it's not what you want, at no point is there, like, that depression or anger of, like, oh, this is probably depression. over. Huh? Total depression. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. How so? Yeah, I mean, you know, we do Fontana that year, and Matt has this, this big uh, costume party, uh, and I'm pretty much, I pretty much know that I'm not coming back to Indy Lights, probably. Right. On um, because of their decisions or your own? Because Matt had spent a lot of money and okay. wasn't sure if it was going to be able to put so it together for the next season. So you think the whole thing season. is going under. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. In racing. Um, and I'd spent the whole year putting everything into Matco Raceworks and had right. so really it, spent no time doing anything else right. that year. You killed and, yourself to make this deal yeah, work because totally. this team was in complete disarray if you weren't there. Yep. And now you're just seeing it being thrown away like, eh, all right, it didn't work. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I hurt my neck earlier in the season, yeah, missed right. a bunch of races, and uh, recovered from that. But, but you know, now you're down in the points, and yeah. you're not on the tip of anybody's tongue. You're not, you're not the hot young guy anymore. Right, but you're pretty, you're probably is. making a lot of money, though. Uh, got a cell phone. Got a cell phone. <laughs> you know, you're a big I, baller. I was one of the few guys that made money in the lights, but yeah, I wasn't. Uh, right. <laughs> I, all I wasn't diner. big pimping. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, I was. I was really depressed after that night and like that night I ended up being designated driver this big party this big Austin's party and yeah. everybody's dressed up probably have pictures from that Borkowski definitely has those nice <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I ended up driving the 15P back from Palm Springs or wherever the wherever the party was back to uh, Fontana and dropping everybody off at their hotels and, and everything and, uh, 15P is a van the bus yeah, yeah exactly yeah, 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 yeah. big van yeah. Yeah. And, and you know how racing or any people are, you know, <laughs> 14 other oh, in a bus? really no. yeah. Yeah, drunk that people drive. when you're not yeah. really yeah. drunk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> not a lot of patience. That's my whole life, Chris yeah. Simmons. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Sean, remind you of a bachelor party you went to? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so then the next job after 
you decide you're not going to be a race car driver anymore? So I spent the next year looking for another job in racing to do, mm -hmm. and the only thing I really did was was uh, help my brother and Barbara Dodge, and he ended up yeah. winning it. Right. So right. he gets the job with Team Green driving the car I used to drive. Right. Uh, and they call me up and say, do you want to engineer it? And I said, yeah, i got nothing else going yeah. on. Sounds and like a good point, deal. And at this point, you've got your Emmy. Um, yep. And obviously Jeff's success was because you were you were there coaching him and helping him along purely because of you. Purely because of me. Right. There it is. So He's, there it is. Yeah, He's yeah. finally getting yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get that ego going. Yeah. yeah. It took, fans, it took us fans to love make it. his career. Yeah. To well, make I mean, him evil. Yeah. 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 It yeah. was the closest thing to a... To a uh, remote control car i mean i was on the radio to him telling him what to do the whole time yeah i mean you might as well have not sure. even been there yeah. you just needed yeah. to you know yeah he's getting there yeah all right so you get to the team green as an engineer you already know like the chemistry of the team you already understand everything that goes on there does that help you have an easier transition from driver to no longer being the driver definitely yeah i mean yeah. even when i when i was driving there i was in the shop lot knew a lot of the guys um definitely helped out they knew they knew that i could put a wing together they knew i could they knew i understood the engineering side of it that was that was an easy transition for me but the day i moved up here and signed my contract there my my now wife helped me drive my stuff from connecticut to indiana and a couple of my dad's guys drove a box truck with a few things in it and so we drive out here and we go to the shop to this is 1999 december 1999 and it's I don't know, 14 below zero in nope. Indiana? <laughs> no, thank you. She's from Florida. Yeah. Clearwater, Florida. Yeah. So we walk in the shop, and you know, I go in and sign my stuff and take care of a few details, and I'm supposed to start January 1st. And the guys come out at lunchtime, and they're all in shorts. And, sh and she already thinks I'm a little bit crazy. Yeah, right, sure. So now she thinks I'm going to work with a whole bunch of guys that are really crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. it's 14 below, yeah. and they're going out to lunch in shorts. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like racers. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and a patient wife. Yeah, yeah. Be between being too far from any fresh fish, because mm -hmm. she doesn't eat beef and that kind of stuff. Sure, sure, sure. She's basically a pescatarian. Nice. And now, I mean, growing up in Florida, 14 below is like, yeah, uh, might as well be in Antarctica. Right, right. She's definitely having second thoughts about dating me at this point. Yeah, yeah. How'd you guys meet? Uh, we met through Tony. Tony Rana, yeah. So, um, I met Tony at the quarter midget track, yeah. but she, their families were real close. Her dad was a jockey. Uh, Joyce's dad was a jockey mm -hmm. and, and then a horse racing official and Joe had been in horse racing. Yeah. So their families knew each other and they considered each other's cousins. Right. Right. Um, you know, they hung out together and it was always her cousin, Tony mm -hmm. and son and the other. So race at Matco, first race at Homestead, Tony crashes. Uh, damages the gearbox really bad. The guys spend the whole week trying to, or not the whole week, you know, day and a half or whatever, yeah, right, yeah. trying to put it back together, don't get it together. They've already come down to watch the race. And mm -hmm. we had the, what wasn't common back then, but the, the walls in the garage with Tony's picture and my picture. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I learned about this later, but apparently Joyce's mom was like, Tony, why, don't, why can't you introduce Joyce to someone like that? Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is Homestead. So months later, I'm in my neck brace. We're up in Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. It's a good look. Yeah. It's a great look, right? Yeah. yeah. Future yeah. husband right here. So I'm, yeah. I'm back with the team after having done my my stay at home and don't move for yeah, six you, weeks or whatever you it was. Because you broke your neck? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> you tore your ligaments bad enough that if, 
if it was another two tenths of a millimeter, we were doing surgery. Yeah, yeah. That. that. Um, so where Milwaukee and she happened to have a college roommate that lived in Milwaukee. So okay. she came up to see her and to see Tony race, and we ended up meeting after the race. Mm-hmm. Tony's like, hey, why don't you come out while we're going to have drinks? Yeah, did he, he know did. what he was doing? Tony? Yeah. Um, well. In terms of her being there, you being there. Uh, no, probably not. Okay. okay. I don't think so. So you weren't being set up necessarily. Yeah. I don't think Because in my head, like, Ren is like, this way he never speaks to my sister. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Tony yeah. was pretty clever, so maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. okay. Because yeah. his uh, sister was your age. And you'd raced her. And spent a lot of time together. Yeah, you yeah. raced her car. Yeah. 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 I drove her car, yeah. 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 Okay. So there was no, like, hey, guys, why don't you two meet? It that was just came like, later, more when Tony was trying to get with uh, Joyce's friend Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> push Joyce off uh, on me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. right. I right. can't say what I want to say. Why not? Because it's kind of mean unintentionally. <laughs> that like you're like the grenade. The grenade. Yeah, you yeah. had to fall on the grenade. Yeah. You have you know this expression? I know this expression. Okay. Yeah. Was that yeah. your role? You just called Chris Simmons the grenade, that, or you're saying the girl was Joyce? That's was what the I don't want to call Joyce the grenade. She's not. I, there's pictures on uh, Facebook. Okay. She's yeah, very yeah. pretty lady. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, our man's doing okay over here. Yeah, well, she's yeah, like yeah. The, willing to deal with a guy I'm, coming I'm, to I'm punching degree. above my weight. Yes, you are. Yes, for sure. Yeah, you no did question. well. You yeah. did well. Yeah. Punting out of your coverage. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, so, so, you so go to the bar. one thing Matco was famous for was having these really crappy hotels. Okay. An Indy Lights team. <laughs> so the team yes. that has the, the bullshit boards with their faces on it. Yeah. But has crappy hotels. Whatever travel agent Matt Cohen yeah. used. Yeah. That got Matt on all the best flights and whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Somehow. Whatever hotels he found yeah. that gave him yeah. the biggest yeah. kickback or whatever, I don't know. We, yeah, right. we were we were in we were in Hotel Wisconsin. Yeah. Right. And nice. I swear to God, we get in the elevator and this guy comes in with his bike and his stringer of fish and he's yeah. been living in this place for months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, this is I home mean, now. We, yeah. we show up the first night and the room's hot and musty and we're like That's what's called a stash house, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay, good. <laughs> Let me tell you about Salinas. The, the, yeah. the next night they actually put an air conditioner in the window. That's <laughs> <laughs> classy living. Right. Classy yeah, living, yeah. yeah. So, so Joyce goes out and sits outside my room and then finally knocks. And Actually, I think Tony came down and pushed her in the door maybe. Nice. Nice. And you're like, check out my hotel room. I'm a big-time race car driver. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I was a big-time race car driver in a neck brace. Yeah. And right. There were like tornadoes outside. Hotel. Like literally tornadoes yeah. outside. <laughs> Like, um. this could be our lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But had they not saved the money to then spend on the partitions. That's what I'm saying. She might not, yeah. have, uh, she might not have seen that photo. That's true. So, yeah. yeah. The partitions yeah. came beto- before Hotel Wisconsin, but. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so because they, they blew the big money. They blew the money on the, 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 the partition, yeah. yeah. so we had to yeah. be at Hotel Wisconsin. So right. Vanity, that's, that's probably vanity like saved it, your yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you married, yeah. So there was no Tinder. No. But there were partitions. Yeah, partitions. And, yeah. And now they're children. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I had a cell phone because, you know. Oh, yeah. You're oh, a big right. deal race car driver. Yeah. yeah. You've been on a helicopter I've by that point? been on a helicopter with yeah. the AT&T guy and All I had a cell phone. <laughs> uh, the Chris Simmons game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Helicopter, hell cell play. phone. Yeah. R- br- neck brace. Ignore the hotel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Don't look over here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it worked. It worked. Yeah. yeah. So when you start engineering, um, is there any, well, maybe if somebody can't make a race, I could still jump in? Or are you fully committed to, like, no, now I am going to make these cars go fast and this is my life now? No, you know, I spent, I spent you know, all of, of 99 trying to put something together and yeah. I could hardly even get anybody to talk to me. Right, right. Because three and years in lights, especially your last year, didn't go well. Yeah. Like, you're, you're 
your well, stock was, is not high. And I was so. pretty good on ovals, and there was this thing called the Indy Racing League Correct. then yep. that, that you would think that, that would have opened some doors. But, no. like, I remember talking to John Barnes, and it was maybe, like, the second question was how much money I had. In yeah, the IRL, right. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 exactly. Not, not, like, how, how good are you yeah, or anything yeah, right. on the front row. Yeah. 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 yeah, none of that, so. So, 1999 fairly humbling year then for you in the sense that like yeah you're not in demand uh, so when that engineering jump comes sounds to me like yeah it was a clear conscious decision because you the writing was on the wall there there was no other thing so you couldn't go in with some sort of hidden agenda like this is this is what I'm going to do or I'm just not going to be in this sport yeah it was let's try this engineering thing otherwise yeah. I'm going to go pave driveways yeah that's yeah, right. basically it yeah. and you so I tried the engineering that. thing right. and it turns out it worked out pretty good yeah, you've done okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah, so I mean, let's settle I down. It was it. okay. Yeah, yeah let's. Uh, it, it was okay. You know I Michael mean, Cannon. Yeah, we know the real goods around here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Cannon. Oh, we're gonna get into that. Yeah, well, yeah, but in 2000, later. I was engineering my brother. I mean, yeah, right. That's pretty and cool. Andy yeah. Lights and, right. and the guy who you taught everything. The guy who I taught everything, yeah. <laughs> but he didn't win the championship either. Is there a? I mean, I get the sense that you probably get along pretty well with your brother. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe We've not, but fought like. Oh, really? Okay. Crazy when we were kids. Your, your dad seems to be so level-headed, I figured, and you're so calm and collected. I assume that would be the case, but maybe I'm wrong. Did you guys get along as driver-engineer? Yeah, we totally got along as driver-engineer. Okay. But yeah. outside I mean, of the car? When we were younger, I mean, my brother was always a little more athletic. Sure. He was always way more outgoing. Yeah. And he's better friends with Borkowski than I am. Okay. So, you know, yeah. he, was, he was always stealing all my best friends. Yeah, and right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, why not me? Yeah. So as you, as a driver, I'm, though, you guys were able to I was to work. the quiet, smart one, and he was the one that had all the fun. Right, yeah. And the parties yeah. and the friends. and. But now you run Ganassi. Uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's going okay. It's going okay, yeah. What's he doing now? Uh, he got his Ph.D. in psychology. He wants to get into sports psychology, and he's out getting his uh, his hours to get his full license out in uh, out in Arizona. I got you. Got you. Has he ever calling you up like, hey, is there a seat in one of those DP cars? <laughs> or He... he Kind of got out of racing too. I mean, yeah. he did some coaching for a while, and mm -hmm. would do a little bit of driving here and there. But uh, um, I think he was kind of the same way. That you know, if it's not if it's not a chance to get to the top, right? Then, the then I want to go do something else. Yeah, yeah. So you do a couple of different programs. You end up at Ganassi. Obviously, the first day at Ganassi is terrible, but then starts this career trajectory for you, which has been incredibly successful, but also the the longevity of it. You know what I mean? Like, how how many years have you been there now? Uh, 18. 18 years. Yeah, just about 18. Yeah. At what point do you get put on, uh, like, as a lead on a car? Uh, not until 2008, I think it was, with Dan Walden. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was, I went over as an assistant. Um, I guess at the time I was just looking for somewhere to learn more. Mm -hmm. Not that I learned everything I could from everybody at Andretti, just looking for somewhere else to learn more and Ganassi was pretty successful at the time. Was it learning more or was it upwards mobility? Um, at the time, I was kind of going to the same job at a different team. So Okay, but did um, they, sometimes you're just plotting it out, going, okay, this team seems to elevate more people or this guy may not be here in a couple of years. No, honestly, I think if I stayed at Andretti, I probably would have made lead engineer quicker. Oh, like interesting. I've, okay. And it, if I had stayed there, I probably could have engineered Herta's car that year or maybe the next year yeah. or something when he was doing the, the development work Brian. Honda and yeah Brian, yeah, Brian not, 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 well, not, not not seven not year old Colton, Colton Herta yeah not yeah. seven year old Colton Herta yeah yeah not him um, yeah so at the time it was 
go to Ganassi, learn a bit more. They're pretty successful. And then the first two years at Ganassi were terrible. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Toyota engines weren't what they had been. Yeah. I left Tony Kanan and, and Eric Cowden, and Ray Coolthall came in as an assistant. They won the championship next year, nice. which, right. which yeah. Tony rubs in every time sure. we talk yeah, about it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, you were the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the problem. Do you yeah. then wave the fact that you were the like performance director at Ganassi over his head now? No, I just ask him who engineered him the last time he won an IndyCar. <laughs> oh, Ooh, there it is. That's fair. There it is. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. It's, the, it's the only time I can ever make Tony quiet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So you get to you get to Ganassi. You start working with Dan Weldon. Had you spent any time with him before? Yeah, I met Dan. Um, I met Dan at a at a uh, at a bachelor party. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> um, John Betos was getting married. Okay. And Dan Dan was there because he was the new F two thousand guy, or yeah. the new F two thousand guy, and yeah. I was just out, and you know was was the old hot F two thousand guy. Right. And I remember meeting him and. Uh, He's asking me all these questions and you know how do you do this and, and, and you know I want I want to be this I want to be this and that and I'm thinking like who are you yeah yeah, right. yeah. yeah. who is this guy <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, even back then you know he was he was the Dan that you couldn't you couldn't hate him like he right just had that personality right and even though he was like a thorn in my side the whole night by the end of the night we're <laughs> but what is this one like he doesn't shut up or he's yeah he's like, all the girls doesn't shut up trying to enjoy yourself and he's yapping on yeah. about yeah. racing yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean yeah. It's a bachelor party. It's a bachelor party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to talk about racing right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he he ended up, you know, driving for Primus and yeah. kind of coming up through that same that same way. And then uh, he ended up getting into the Indy Racing League, even though I didn't. And then and then he ends up at Ganassi, and we end up working together. And uh, yeah, it was it it wasn't like we won right away, but I still have the he won the uh, the uh, Roadrunner Indy, Roadrunner Turbo Indy 300 at Kansas was the was my first win as a race engineer. It was when, with Dan driving. Um, we then we didn't do too well at Indy that year. And I remember I flew down to St. Pete and uh, sat down with him and we talked tires and talked setup and 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 uh, I feel like the season was kind of about to go off the rails and that kind of got it back on. Yeah. So. Who took the initiative on that? Um, actually, I don't remember whose idea it was. I remember I was I talked to Scott Harner about it. And I don't remember if it was his idea or my idea, but I remember and I flew down there and and uh, and uh, Susie picked me up at the airport. Susie makes the best coffee, and I wasn't a big coffee drinker at the time, but you know I went through college, so I drank some coffee. And uh, yeah, we just sat down and talked. I I paid for the flight myself. Like, but you had the foresight to go. You know, a bad indie can completely ruin a season especially in an all oval series and so on so uh well being a driver i know if your right. head gets off track yeah right then right. it can yeah. snowball and, pretty quickly and obviously on the engineering side especially with how complicated oval setups can get uh you can start getting way outside of your own window and now you're completely lost so if somebody if you guys didn't go face to face not to some conference call or whatever it was, it was gonna be bad yeah so, yep yeah. Yep, I got the CSU collection. Ah, it exciting. Impressive. That, that I believe. How's your shoe collection? My shoe collection pales in comparison. Okay, is I there mean, a collection? I, 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 my wife would say I have a shoe collection. My wife would definitely tell you I like shoes more than she does. Okay. Oh, oh wow. okay. But, uh, okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see that coming, actually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, nothing compared to Dan Weldon. Okay. Yeah. Is shopping you, in general a chore for you, or you don't mind? 
Uh, it's not my favorite thing. Sure. My stitch, fitch, stitch, stitch Fix is my thing. Okay. Yeah, I've just that's discovered Stitch Fix. I don't, you can, that's a website where you can Is this yeah. a new sponsor of Ganassi's? Are you selling us right so. now? Are you I, pitching us? I'm, I'm pitching Stitch He's Fix. Make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coming I'm on pitching Stitch the, Fix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you go online. You, the Dixon you, card, the you tell them a couple year. things yeah. you like, and they send you a box of clothes. Oh. And you ship if, back what you don't like. If you bring Stitch Fix on as a sponsor, you're driving. Forget Scott. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's time. Uh, it's time to get you going. I'm over the hill, but I'm picking the driver. Okay. And I'm going to be the manager. Stitch fix. You're the, uh, the curated styles the, are ready. He's going to be the Stefan Johansson of IndyCar. Stop scrolling and let us find perfect styles that suit your body yeah. and your preferences. Stitch, Stitch fix. fix. The official clothing provider of Chris Simmons. I like the All sound right. of that. All right, let us know what we get like for royalties on that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, we just did that for you. Um, that doesn't seem like a usual thing for an engineer to fly down or fly out to wherever the driver lives. It's like the shop is in Indy. He should come up there. Right. But that's just not yeah, how Yeah, that's it is. the whole point of going down there. Is, is that showing that you're yeah you care about it you want this to work yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Right. is that a normal thing for Ganassi? Um, well, most of the Ganassi drivers live in Indy, so right. But but talking away from the racetrack, yeah, yeah. it happens. Yeah, it's not like it happens quite a lot. Yeah, okay. It's not like a written down thing or sure. A, but it's hey, like we, we need to we go need talk. To, right. Let's go to Moe's or Starbucks or something. But so. Most. Okay. He's a most yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay. I'm liking it. All right. Well, so, yeah. So, a, a, a talk is more of like a all-day philosophical kind of thing in terms of Yeah, it was. Yeah. Now. I mean, we, I, had, I got off the grass of what tires looked like and why I thought mm -hmm. he wasn't feeling the car the way he thought he should. And uh, we had coffee. And we, went, we went and had lunch at, at uh, uh, I don't remember where we went, somewhere really good. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was just get away from the track, talk about it. Get on the same Talk page. about and also build the trust again. Put any behind us and yeah. move forward. Yeah. yeah, it seems like you kind of humanized each other yeah, and didn't make sure. it a working thing. It's like, hey, we're both trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that. It's pretty cool. Dan was a, an interesting guy. Like, you know, you, you meet Dan and he's like the biggest guy in the room, mm -hmm. and, but also a little insecure. Yeah. And there were very few people that were really close with Dan. Very few people. I, I wasn't right. that close. Like, I was pretty close with Dan being yeah. his engineer and stuff, but I wasn't part of the inner circle yeah, sure, he had sure. a small circle very small circle yeah, yeah. yeah. when uh, when he left Ganassi um, how was that decision process like are you involved in the decision of maybe we should replace him or we should go elsewhere or, or is that all above you uh, that was above me a turn, reading about it later I, I got fired on the same day that he told Ganassi he wasn't coming back apparently oh. so uh, yeah, there's a few of us that have been <laughs> fired on the timing stand more than once. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. At Ganassi specifically? At Ganassi specifically, yeah. I can, yeah. okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. That tyrant Michael. Don't, don't ever tell Chip it's a no-brainer. <laughs> oh. Then, oh. Then, oh. then why okay. do I need all you guys to tell me what to do? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. That just added up. Yeah, yeah okay. apparently, right uh, apparently Detroit was where Dan told me he wasn't coming back, and we had kind of a crappy race, and, <laughs> and strategy wasn't going great, and yeah. Yeah, a couple of us got fired on the stand that day. Nice. We, yeah. showed, up, we showed up at work Monday, and the checks kept coming. So, <laughs> so you've never been rehired? I've never been rehired. How many times have you been fired now? Uh, three. Okay, so three times At least fired, three yeah. that I can remember, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably more, actually. Okay, I get that. We're not going to say who, it's so always this on, can make it It's in always on race day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird, okay. So when somebody shows <laughs> up on, on race day, day. There was, there was one, one name on race day. Well, Chip's been on the same stand with me quite a few of the years. Uh -huh. yeah. so I'm not putting any of this together. You're in 
you're in the crosshairs. <laughs> so Weldon goes elsewhere. You get fired, I'm assuming, for whatever number of times. Uh, when Dario shows up, how um, do you hear harps when you look at him and he walks through the door? What do you mean? Because he's just so beautiful. Oh, no, because, I mean, I, I kind of had it out for Dario because he stole my ride. Oh. oh. All right, let's so get into that. That's my chance to pay you back and ruin yeah, your yeah. career. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. that's, you know, I was at Team Green driving in the lights for cool yeah. And yeah. in line for that seat, and then they hired Dario. Right. We joke about it all the time to so, this day. Okay. I mean, so he's your arch nemesis. Yeah, pretty I see. much. I see. I was over it by then, but, okay. but it's still fun to... To tell him that I wasn't <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Well, you helped make him. Then. You're, you're ready to go qualify, right? So anytime you're yeah. like looking one more at turn of front wing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ever like looking at data with him, and you're like, oh, I see you lifted in the king. I wouldn't have. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you've done that. <laughs> Just like little digs. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. nice. He and I talk a lot all the time. I mean, we're great friends. <laughs> we were just talking the other day about this. He's like, Yeah, you know, I, I go out and think I did this great lap and and put this stuff together, and Chris would be like. What happened here? Oh, oh brutal. Good. Yeah. Brutal. As you should. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I drove the car. Now, you were the lead for Dan moving over to Dario. Now, you, obviously, they're going to have very different personality and taste. Does having been an assistant for as many years as you had with, with a bunch of different people, does that already give you a taste of how different everybody's going to be from person to person? Yeah, totally. I mean, the good thing about being with, with Andretti Green, you know, you know, we had Paul Tracy, Michael Andretti, Tony Kanan. All strong personalities. Brian Herta. Yeah. The quiet. All three of them have strong personalities. Yeah, but, I mean, Brian's the quiet, studious guy. Yeah. I mean, Michael, for the first three tests, we weren't sure if he could write. You know, he just came in and drove, and yeah. he'd dictate his debriefs. and See you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we literally weren't sure if he could write for the first three tests, and then, then he did, obviously. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, sees him grab the pen, they're like, oh. Yeah. and and i also got to work with you know a few different lead engineers yeah and kind of get their different sensibilities yeah 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 taught me some different things who stands out as the biggest influence on the engineering side you know they were all just different Mm -hmm. i mean uh, i worked with steve chalice and he was like a complete savant pretty good it would have been interesting to know him before his stroke Mm -hmm. i mean i I knew him before his stroke but not really and when you say savant like he was like a mad scientist yeah total mad scientist okay i mean we're at we're at long beach and having a crappy weekend yeah and and steve chalice was like in the champ car days like the guy he worked with greg he worked yeah i mean he worked with greg yeah. Going back to F2000, like yeah. he was yeah, working with Greg together. when I was racing against Greg in F2000. So yeah. I remember seeing him there yeah. and in Indy Lights, yeah. and, and uh, yeah. So we're at Long Beach with, with Tracy driving, and it's not going that great. And Steve's just like, "All right, we're gonna put the big front bar on and put in eight turns of front wing." And I'm like, <laughs> we're "No, do what? No, we are not." <laughs> All right, crazy. Well, yeah. we did, and and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> but he would, you know. He'd, and he'd look at the data a little different than everybody else. You know, yeah. he'd want to put up a slow lap, put the steering up from that, and then put up a fast lap and see how much more steering there was to judge the understeer level that way, which we totally do with match channels and stuff now. But right, right. he'd just put the picture up there and look at it. That was his thing. Yeah. I still do that. Oh, that's cool. I'm like, everyone else on the team wants to just have their plot and have their numbers, and I want, like, the overlay of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I still want to have that. Get so much information from that. That's interesting. And no one's thought to do the same thing since you've been so successful. No, I mean, people do just, yeah. people look at data differently. Mm-hmm. As the assistant, especially like with Steve Talis here pretty early on, uh, is there 
Is there any side of you that tries to object, or are you just the assistant engineer that just does what you're told? What? No, I mean, with Steve, it was interesting, because after his stroke, you know, he'd, he'd mix up his ups and downs sometimes. Oh, I interesting. Mean, yeah, 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 right, right. We'd be raising the right height down two flats, and I'd be like, <laughs> no, like, he means, he means like, down. Yeah, 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 I, I told yeah. you down. Yeah, yeah. Right. Raise uh, it down. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 There was there was some correcting going on. So there. objecting might be more clarifying, yeah. giving yeah. limitations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I guess I don't know if it's from my driving background or whatever. I always I always had stuff to contribute early on, mm-hmm. um, and I and I already engineered my brother, so I, I felt comfortable what was going on. Who's harder to coach, drivers or engineers? Uh, drivers. Really? Yeah, yeah. Engineers are always very methodical. So if you can put, if you can. If you know how to explain it to them. If you can lay out the path, then it's easy to get them to follow it. Mm -hmm. And some drivers are that way, but, but, uh, you know, you can't lay out a path and tell the guy you're going to go into turn one at Indy flat. Yeah, right. In qualifying with less downforce than you've ever driven (laughs) before. (laughs) With conditions you've never driven in, with more front wing than we've ever given you before. Right. (laughs) Like, that's not just laying out the path. Why are you doing this to me? You've got to have some confidence. (laughs) You've got to. Yeah. You've got to convince him that the yeah, car is going to do work. it and that he yeah. can do it. And yeah. 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 All right. There's, there's psychology to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So Dario becomes your guy. You win about uh, 35 championships in a few years. And, I think uh, it's 35 over five I years. I think it's 35 yeah. over five years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, everything about you in this lunch tells me self-doubt's never really been a big problem, but to, the season with uh, the years with Dario kind of reaffirm your own confidence in, in the fact that you're is one of the best here. I don't, I don't know. I think self doubt's always a problem. I don't know, maybe that's why I try so hard just to to make sure I don't. Fail. You don't, I don't give know. that off. Maybe that's over lunch in ninety yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also, like, and it's twenty twenty one, seeing right. as you've won everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah. uh, you know, you can like you won races with Dan, but mm-hmm. uh, but you know, the times with Dan. The championship hunt was always not as solid as it ever was with Dario, and obviously with Dario, you guys kicked ass for several years. And to me, that would completely change my own self outlook. I don't know if that was the case for you. Dario and I really clicked right away, and yeah. and you know the year I I learned from the year with Dan. If I'd done another year or two with Dan, I'm sure it would have gotten better. Um, just learning to work with each other more. But Dario and I clicked like really quick, and I wasn't his assistant engineer at Andretti at all, but I did get to work with him at some tests and stuff so I was, it helped that I had you know everything was pretty open there so I knew I knew what he liked what he didn't like how he talked you know when I knew the dialect he could he could describe where he was having a problem and what kind of problem he was having and lead you to the solution and the data um, part of the problem in racing is you, you know you got so much data you're just drowning Hard in to it decipher, right, right. Right. Having, so, having so a when driver you say that he can, can lead you what does that mean he, you know, he can describe where the problem is and what's happening with the car and what he's feeling. And it's your job to figure out why. Yeah, yeah but yeah, it yeah. helps point you to what channels yeah, you need to look at. Like I don't know. Yeah. It's not like yeah. it's not like I've got understeer after the apex. Right. Yeah. It's, it's I've got like understeer after some, this bump. Yeah. Something's when I touch this feel, curb yeah, and yeah. then this pavement and uh, you know, it, it's, it's close enough it that the data can then correlate. It, that yeah. Instead of instead of looking at the whole corner, now you're looking at one tenth of it. Right. Right. And instead of looking at 80 channels, now you're looking at four. Right. And when you say channels, you're talking about data, data inputs from different parts of the car. Correct. Each channel is yeah. a spring or a yeah. steering input. Whether you're looking at yeah. damper traces or, yeah. you know, COP or aero load or whatever. I don't think I don't think people look at us as engineers understand how many 
channels of Way data we have. Yeah. And, know how to look and, at it, yeah. And it seems like we're always creating more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how to deal with what I have already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And if and it was if it was more well formed, I'm sure it'd be a great AI problem. And we're trying to work on that, but it's uh, so that is becoming a thing with AI yeah. solving some of the things yep. that are going on. There. Machine learning, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's getting in there. It's a lot of stuff happening on the strategy side, but yeah. uh, in some ways, that's a bit of a unicorn too. I think because there's yeah, not there is there's no not, way to call it perfect. There's not enough data to get enough uh, to create a, like an AI strategy solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Do you? I understand from a performance advantage standpoint, AI on strategy would be awesome, but once everybody has it, would that kill it for you? Like if, if everybody had AI and it was perfect on calling strategy. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, like what are you doing up there? Why is Chip paying? You're fired. Now you sound like Chip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you do the same thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, I'm like the Chip Ganassi yeah, of, of the motor broader motorsports spectrum. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if there was, if there was a, a robot that could edit this out, what would you do? <laughs> <laughs> We don't Burr. edit. Yeah. <laughs> we don't edit. What are you talking about, Chris Simmons? <laughs> Chris Simmons, mic drop. Uh, um, but no, you're right. If if everybody has the same AI program calling strategy, then you have what happens in Formula One, right? Yeah. Like they all have the same stuff. They yeah, all AI they a hell right out away. of it. Yeah, yeah, And then exactly. nobody looks up from the computer to see that. Oh, look, that cloud's really dark and it's going to rain in a second. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta. <laughs> The AI should. Burr, yeah. burr. <laughs> Wait, did you? So did you? Uh, we're gonna edit that out. We're, so, we're, <laughs> so we're here in Indy on the same weekend as the autonomous race. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, are you keeping an eye on that stuff? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't get to go because uh, the uh, the marching band competition. Was, oh right. Was a little uh, more important yeah, yeah. For what me if, this weekend? What about the robot marching band competition coming from Boston Dynamics? Uh, that's my bit. Don't you steal yeah. my bit? We. Uh, <laughs> I am terrified. We talked to some people from Boston Dynamics when COVID hit. And we were all shut dogs. down. No, some of them uh, broke off and formed a group to to build ventilators. Wait, some of the uh, robots did on their no, own. No, some of the yeah. some of the people from Boston Dynamics oh, broke okay. off, and and uh, we talked when COVID was going on. We we're trying mm -hmm. to figure out what we could do to help. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Up, I don't even want to. <laughs> I mean, are you as terrified of those robot dogs as I am? Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. how are we not more like, hey, that could be a real big problem for like humanity? Does nobody watch Terminator? D Thank you. Like, I'm not kidding. That thing terrifies me. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we, were, we turned it on yesterday waiting. And the little to dog go. is waving. Yeah, the dog was doing the flag. And I was like, just take mm -hmm. the flag away. Yeah, put a gun. And just give it. A, it doesn't even need a gun. It could just be like a little rod that pokes you at, like, 1,000 PSI. And <laughs> no. Done. No. Yeah. Now, those things are scaring the hell out of me. And not enough people are talking about it. I need people like you to bring it up because you're engineering smart. Yeah. Did you, you're old enough. Did you watch um, RoboCop? Yeah. So you remember the montages when the RoboCops were being developed? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like how do we know Bezos isn't cranking out warehouses of yeah. those things right now? So Dario obviously has his deal, and so he's not driving. You have Kanan in the car, and then, like Ryan yeah. was saying, yeah. Dixon's on your car. 2015. And, and then you guys go out and win a few things yet again. Um, Some say cheat, but we don't say that. Yeah. We didn't say that. Uh, say no what? One no, one <laughs> no one has ever said that. Willpower. We told you. I we had this was a friendly talk. <laughs> no. Why would you say that? So, no, so where I'm going is, so you, you know, you and Dixon have yet more good runs like you did with Dario, like and just ridiculous, just stupid. Yeah. And uh, now here's where I'm going with this. Um, so, the the you may hate this expression, but you, Dixon's run were always labeled as second half of the season runs. The second half of the year, you guys show up and destroy everybody. 
and then you get elevated to your official title that I believe is still the same title today. I I don't, I'm not smart enough to say exactly what it is. It is director of performance. Director of performance. Mm-hmm. Three words. Can't I can't remember. Canassi Racing Director. Yep. Performance director. Yeah. Uh, Michael Cannon comes in. First race at Texas. They go out and win. I understand you're a company man. You've been there for a while. Is there a side of you that's like motherfucker? Well, no. I mean. Cannon brought us a lot of stuff, but he didn't bring us the Texas setup. We were pretty good there already. So okay. that was all you? Yeah, I mean, we... That was all him. Yeah. yeah. I'm an oval guy. I had a lot of fingerprints on that one. Yeah. Okay. 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 Cannon, okay. Cannon gets credit for a lot of stuff, but... Cannon in, gets in, nothing yeah, on this podcast. Yeah, not give him that one. <laughs> <laughs> we interviewed him, what was that, like 20... Scott? 17. 17? And uh, I used to make the joke that when watching the races, they would talk about his fuel mileage. And I always wondered if there were, like, people on the pit box like yourself that were like, we worked on simulations all night. And then they give him all the credit on TV. And when I mentioned that to him, he gave us the most confident look a man has ever given me. And was like, that's me. Yeah, no, that's him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we no, believed like, it right away because it was like, he, it was like he, we were like, you're a really good driver. He's like, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. And then it was like, fuel saving. Me. Yeah, no, I mean, we, everyone tries to figure it out. Yeah. And a lot of guys have, that have worked with him have learned from him through the years. But yeah. Yeah, he was that's him. Yeah, so if you're a Ganassi engineer and you get Scott Dixon, you know you have that skill yep. set that no one else is going to have no matter what. Yep. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, certain guys are really good at it. Yeah. Paul Tracy was really good mm-hmm. at it. Uh, Alex is quite good at it, especially not yeah. having really done it yeah. before. Yeah, well, he gives Scott to a his lot credit. of his credit. Yeah, yeah. He said Scott, Scott told him how, and he oh, still yeah. couldn't do it yeah. as yeah. good, but was no, well. Scott, yeah. like, there's an art to it, and yeah, and Scott just does it. I mean, you know, you go out and warm up, and you're like, oh, we'll get this, or for that and he goes out and gets like two tenths better you're like oh wow maybe this is a two-stop race <laughs> right <laughs> so good what's right. the what's the hardest part about working with a guy like that um i think just the pressure to to win like if if it's not going well no one's looking at scott dixon saying it's his fault right right you yeah. know so we always do a pass along question every episode uh last night we had dinner with uh, your co-worker michael cannon and he wants to I'm, know. I gotta say, I'm really scared by this. No, it's it's, it's not, not bad. bad. It's not bad. Uh, he said he would like to know what you think you're not good at because you're good at everything. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this year, I'm not good at being a dad because I've been traveling too much. <laughs> being a father. Yeah. Figure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a real thing. Because how old are they now? Uh, they are 12 and almost 15. Oh, yeah. so yeah. now yeah. they're starting to be smarter than you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is yeah. it bad? Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. 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 And you're yeah. actually smart. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's that they're smarter than me. They just I don't know, I guess it's what every dad has, you know, like yeah. my jokes aren't funny. Damn it. <laughs> Even the ones that everyone else laughs at, they're right. not funny. They're not right? Right? Yeah, out of yeah, spite, yeah. they're not funny. I don't yeah. know what TikTok yeah. is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I I I get Twitter and I get Instagram and you <laughs> yeah. know yeah. I get this stuff. Well you hit an TikTok. age where it's like I'm done. No yeah, more no I'm more new there. things. Like, like, we're not on TikTok. I'm like I don't care, I'm not doing any more of it. Yeah. Well I decided yeah. I need a a, uh, a handle yeah. for Twitter, right? Yeah, we like it. But uh, I knew it couldn't be something too serious because yeah. I tend to obsess over things. Okay. I don't know if you picked up on this. <laughs> um, the performance director for Ganassi? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> so I knew if it was something too serious. I need something to remind me. Hey, this is this is not your job. Right. This is something you do yeah. on the side, and it's yes, it's important, and it but it's fun too. So right, right. yeah, so I came with the uh, with what's with pushy loose because that was right. yeah. yeah. Now, who yeah. said it? Uh, I can't remember. It was me or Chris Abley. We were we were in the lobby at a hotel uh, at the Marriott right across the street from Texas. Yeah, and, and uh, 
Yeah, that's where we came up with it. Oh, <laughs> no, but so, that no, that didn't come up in it. Like somebody said that all the time. Like Kanan was like, the oh cars no, that was pushy that's loose. Dan Weldon. That's Dan Weldon. <laughs> that's Dan Weldon. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's yeah. what we wanted to know. That's Dan Weldon. Yeah. Okay, yeah. what? Dan's never driven a car that has understeer. <laughs> <laughs> it's pushy loose. loose. Yeah, I have uh, understeer, but I daren't turn the wheel. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. Dan Weldon to the nice. to a T. Yeah, yeah, I would uh, say I, it all the time. I was always a big fan of snap understeer. Snap understeer. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of yeah. in your pushy loose yeah. wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hanging the front end out. We, we have we have downhill ski slope. Okay, that's our that's okay. our indie one because yeah. Ganassi is backwards to the rest of the world. Okay. And the and the steering goes up into the corner. Oh, all right. So yeah. If you uh, on on most cars, but ours goes down. So mm -hmm. if you have downhill ski slope, you have to keep adding more wheel to it. So good. Nice. It looks, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looks yeah. like you're about to do a ski jump. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. Uphill ski slope doesn't make any sense. No, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we go with being a dad? Being a dad. Oh no! That's sorry, that's I, forgot the question. I, I forgot the question. Like, I, don't, I don't like this guy. What are you bad? What are yeah. you actually bad at? Yeah, you can um, say being a dad. It's just that's going to show one, up like, in court no, someday. Yeah, like that's that's going to be held against you, sir. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm uh, I'm bad at planning at planning ahead. Like I think ahead in racing terms or in, in like general. life. Okay. In general, in racing terms, yes. Like the and as director performance, like. I need to be even further ahead. Oh, that's yeah. one of the things. Yeah. Like like I'm always, I'm always, always I'm always thinking ahead, but yeah. like putting an actual plan together or actually putting something and on. communicating that right. vision. Yeah. Like, guys, this is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, like we're supposed to have a meeting on Monday, and I haven't actually sent out an invite yet. And right, gotcha. Partly because well, I'm that, mad because everybody has all the conference rooms. But booked, that can but. be <laughs> one of the challenges. Anyway, I'll let you, uh, so okay. Um, yeah. On that level. Uh, in, in the world of racing, you know, I would consider engineering one of the creative roles because you've got to be creative in terms of coming up with solutions and looking for new tools. Yeah. I think that's true, but a lot yeah. of people don't think of engineers as creative, and that's maybe what sets I some racing engineers. Yeah, about Michael Cannon. Yeah, let me create. Yeah, like Pelot was saying, they went to a test with uh, Coin at Mid Ohio, and he was making so many changes, and Pelot was like, "Settle down." And our joke was like, "Let him do his thing." Yeah. like he's like, "Oh, I'll add this and this, yeah. and it'll." No, I'm well, and I'm sorry, but if like. If a PR person with a cell phone can call themselves a creator <laughs> in a racetrack, I think the guy that's tooling on the car is the can literally solve creative. a problem with something he comes up with in his head. Yeah, yeah. no, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to call this a creative. But my point is, like, coming from television production and the things that I come from, creatives aren't necessarily administrators. And you're now in what would I would consider an, an administrative role. That's there's got to be some challenges to that. Uh, because you're dealing with people now and logistics and scheduling and and <laughs> not just looking at a car and tinkering. Yeah, now I got to look at all these resumes and figure yeah, out. Yeah, you got to figure out the figure 22 year old. The 22 year old so. and whether right. whether this Formula C team taught him anything or not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's a different role. I mean, uh, I've always wanted to go that way. That's mm -hmm. part of why I went management direction in college, not and not just uh, not just engineering. Yeah. Um, go that but, way because uh, you're just more interested in that kind of stuff, or there's more leverage for you to have a home life. Uh, just because I'm interested in it. I mean, my dad owned his own company. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, started it, managed it, the whole yeah. thing. So it's, I don't know, I guess it's in my blood a bit. And yeah. then, uh, um, I've always, I feel like now I'm, I'm crafting a team rather than crafting a setup. Right. And you, you're okay with that. Yeah. 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 So tomorrow we will have dinner with Ken Schrader. Mm -hmm. Very famous circle track racer, NASCAR, obviously. If you ever had a question you could ask Kenny, what would it be? Man, there's so many. So many. Yeah. I remember watching watching him, but I, I think uh, I like to know what his favorite short track is. 
And then I want to uh, which one he wants a race named after him at, like the Ken Trader That's Memorial. Oh, I like that a lot, a actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where would the uh, Chris Simmons tribute track be? Honestly, my favorite tracks were Nazareth and yeah, Watkins well. Glen. <laughs> All right. Well, one is still around. Did you yeah. ever have, like, possible life-changing crashes at Watkins Glen? Yeah. Actually. Oh, did you really? Yeah. yeah. What happened there? So, and <laughs> when I graduated high school, I went to senior day, you know, we went all went down to the beach and decided we're going to race out to this island off the shore. Okay. In Connecticut. So, in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. So, I go running off the beach and and think that I've stepped where the waves break and there's a little drop-off, and I dive in. Well, it was just a hole, oh, and I dive into a rock. Oh. So I get, like, 20 stitches in my head, Ooh. and then I'm, I'm sure I had a concussion. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, is this? Yeah, this was, so we have an anonymous story <laughs> yeah, as well yeah. Yeah. from Michael Mick. Uh, rocket launcher. <laughs> Cannon. Yeah. And uh, there was another anonymous one ask about getting three concussions in two weeks. Yeah, this is it. Is uh -huh. this it? Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. So wh where did the other two come from? So I dive into this rock at the beach. Yeah. And did in your 18? Yeah. 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 And, and you need massive stitches. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like 22 of them. Still got cut. And I'm I'm not so worried about them shaving my head because I'm vain. I'm worried about them shaving my head to stitch it up. I'm supposed to race at Watkins Glen this weekend, and I don't want. Them oh, they're not going to let you. You want to see the right. thing, yeah. right? Because so, yeah. you know the 1980s concussion protocol. <laughs> no, no, so nobody. Severe. I mean, nobody knew right. anything about concussions. Yeah. But right. like, they would just be like, "What did that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. what happened right. to him? Yeah. What's wrong with him?" Yeah, so go race at Watkins Glen. This is before the before the inner loop. Yep. And crash there. Ooh, what what kind of car? Sports 2000. Oh, okay, so yeah. that's big, pretty big speed up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Wait, so yeah. the big right-hander at the end of the straight, like yeah, full Tommy Kendall kind of crash. Yeah, right, yeah. right where Tommy Kendall crashed. Yeah, yeah. one okay. of those things. Back it had to, to be flat through the S's, right? Back then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so I mean, that's a get, big run. Yeah, so you're getting up there with a big head of steam. Yeah, yeah. at the start of the race with a good toe. And, yeah. The guy I was passing was like, I thought you were going to Corning. Yeah, yeah. So... Put the car back together two weeks later, Lime Rock. So, wait, any injuries from the crash? Like, ring your bell? Definitely rung my yeah, bell, yeah. So, like, as you're standing there with, like, probably a head injury, someone's like, I thought you were going to Corning. Yes. Like, <laughs> you're like, uh, this has been a week. You popped your stitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, like, you pop your stitches, like, you got to change your balaclava every session. Right, you know, that, right. That kind of thing. So. Jesus All right. And, uh, and now Lime Rock. So, we put the car back together, you know, no, no seeming ill effects. Mm -hmm. No, sure. I'm, I'm sure there were some. If, yeah, yeah but right, if you had yeah. triple vision, you just aim for the middle one. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. The yeah. people with the concussions never know they have it, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right I'm on right, number right. two in, in about six days here. Yeah, you already told us this story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you think, think that's bad. So I go go to Lime Rock, and in Sports 2000, yeah. the uphill was flat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so like just doing the thing? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty like cool. Yeah. Turn in early, full slide, yeah. 12 guy in front of me breaks the water neck oh. on the car and I don't know this and yeah. hit the water and at the, the bottom of the hill or the top at the it, like the, right at the turning the, point basically the, uh, yeah oh man yeah, so, so that's huge yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and the, the guardrails yeah not as far as you are from me yeah. off the James right. of the track right so yeah hit really hard my helmet hit the hit the roll hoop so somehow I end up back at the trailer and the car's not even back yet uh huh so I've gotten to medical Talk to the doctor, convince them that I'm okay. Yeah. Left medical, somehow got back to the trailer, 
have no idea how I got there. Right, right. And I'm like, where's the car? And they're like, how did you get here? <laughs> so the car shows up, we pack it up, and then the whole way home, I keep asking the same question yeah. over and over yeah. and over and over. I mean, yeah. retroactive amnesia, the whole bad, nine bad. yards, bad, bad. Yeah. Like, like, I remember actually laying on the couch for a couple of days after that one. That was bad. Yeah. That's and I'm sure I've probably had another one or two playing yeah. hockey. And yeah. That, that's a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah. 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 Jeez. That's all the stuff you're not supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. to yeah. a T. Yeah. That's why yeah. we have protocols <laughs> right. here in 2021. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Man, if that was flat in the uphill and it, right at the like right at the turn-in point, I'm assuming, she just went straight in. Like, oh, well, back down. But, yeah. Oh, so it actually looped it, at least. You it loops. Go, yeah, yeah oh, back so you the helmet and the roll hoop. Yeah. 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 Still bad. Still yeah. bad. Good. Good God. So you've had, I mean, some of the greatest drivers that have ever come through IndyCar in your cars. Are there any names you're glad you got to avoid? Dane Cameron. Wow. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Other than Russ being his dad, I don't know how he got where he is. Suck it, Cameron. Guys like you, guys like Michael, uh, you know, you're you're on the older side of the, the general motorsport spectrum. Is you're, Are you putting me in the same age bracket? Yeah, you're, you're the same age, right? Well, hang on. <laughs> how old are you? How old am you I? 48. 48 yeah. How old do you think Sean is? Uh, 37, I think you said, right? <laughs> I like his charm. You didn't get fired <laughs> today. Charm, you didn't yeah. get fired today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, he knows I edit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No, but, but this is, so this is a real question, though. Uh, uh, you're in a creative field, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. and there are technologies and tools that you could not have fathomed in the 1980s that are, that are out there now. Are you guys hitting an age point where you you're almost holding yourself back because you can't grasp some of the tools that might even be out there. You know, it takes some imagination to think like, oh, I could use this for me. Well, that's why I had to move to management so I could hire some people that could do that stuff and right. I could just manage them. <laughs> right, right. No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe this is different than other people, but I still like to go to work and learn every day. Yeah. So I think the new technologies are, are an opportunity. I mean, let's face it, in 30 years, we're not going to be racing internal combustion engines around the indie, indie right. racing circuit. You right, know, it's yeah. not... Right. It's not what we're going to be doing. Right. Right. Something else is going to happen. Well, the robot dogs. The, the robot dogs took over that's what's by coming. 30 years. Yeah. Like, there I won't mean, be a legacy. probably going to be electric well. hybrid robot dogs yeah. right? or right. nuclear like, or something. I don't robot know. robot Chip Ganassi yeah. on the pit box firing a robot, <laughs> right. you know, Mike Cannon, and yeah. you're going to be standing next to him, like, programming yeah, all the Chip likes like, winners. <laughs> they kill other winners. All right. Well, if someone tunes into this five years from now or, you know, much longer than that. What's the legacy that you hope they take away from this show in particular? Yeah, when they listen to the racers, tell us nice things. I was thinking, man, they didn't talk about the 2002 Indy 500 at all. <laughs> well, oh, okay, so Chris, <laughs> so my last <laughs> note I had. <laughs> Wait, where were you in this? Oh, you were with uh, Andretti. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Paul Tracy's assistant were you engineer. Assistant engineer? Yeah. Okay. Wait, did you have to compile the? Oh no. Are you the reason? Some of it. <laughs> Todd Malloy did most of the presentation. So, but you had to like show photos and yeah, like you had to put together the presentation. Saying, like, Todd no, did we most of that, but I was okay. the, I was the guy on the car doing the fuel. Okay. Okay. Like, so you won I mean, the 2002 Indy 500. No, because it was not protestable. So, a couple weeks, <laughs> a couple months ago, uh, during the Indy 500, Helio wins again. 
and uh, makes a point to call out Paul Tracy, who earlier in the week was bringing up that he had, in fact, won the 2002 race. Uh, when you hear that, is it a little sting? A little sting, yeah. A little sting? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, the guys at work don't like to, well, they like to bring it up because they know it gets under my skin a bit. But oh. They don't like to bring it up because yeah, then I like to talk about it and... It just like gets you worked they, up. They don't like the answers. Yeah, copy, copy. Here, here's what I'll say about 2002 Indy 500. Yeah. Helio and and uh, Paul didn't know the yellow was out, and Paul made a pass around the outside of Helio that there were probably three people in the world that could have pulled off that pass. And that's what I'll say about that. Like that was one of the most impressive passes I've ever seen in my entire racing career. Like, those guys did not know the yellow was out, and he passed them around the outside of turn three at Indy and the closing laps with everything on the line. So you're the assistant engineer, but you're invested in this in this race. He Yellow comes out, he's leading. You think you have won, then it gets go back and forth. Um, oh, it's worse than that because I scanned IndyCar, so I was one of the few guys on the team that knew IndyCar wasn't calling us the winner. Okay. So everyone's well, celebrating. Did you have to break and the news? Yeah, kind of. Like Ando and I looked at each other because we're the two scanning oh, IndyCar. God. And we're the two guys, like, yeah. oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. So how did that, how, like, who do you tell? Hey, guys, guys? Like, yeah, it's basically I mean, that, right? Yes. Yeah. You tell yeah. them. Or both of you, like, you, no, you. You tell them. No, you. You tell them. I mean, you just kind of look at each other, then tell the crew chief, and then tell the next guy that's next to him. And yeah, it just yeah. goes down the line from there. But. There was there was a lot of strange stuff that went on after that. Like the the timing data was up, and then it wasn't. Okay, so timing showed you top yeah. of the board. Yeah. And then it was pulled down. We ended up getting it from a different team. Oh, that it saved it or had it saved somehow. Yeah, it saved. Yeah. Pull out uh, your yeah. phone quick enough. Yeah. <laughs> you a camera phone. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I mean, at, at the end of the day, a lot of money went into protesting it, and they said it wasn't protestable right. after they saw the protest that had oh. been put together. Oh, okay. So yeah. Either they could have saved everybody a lot of time and money a lot earlier, mm -hmm. or they didn't think that... You, you had the information you had? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's. But a, at the end of the day, Helio's got the trophy. Right. But that was an amazing pass. Yeah. Yeah. And the pe all the people in, in turn three in the short shoot at least got to see that. Yeah, right. From the moment it's knocked down and you hear it on race control to being told there is no such thing as an appeal on this deal. Uh, was there any point in that post-process that you thought, mm, we'll, we'll get this win? Honestly, it, it kind of, like, at first you thought, yeah, there's no way because nobody ever wins these things, right? Right, they never get turned over. And then, yeah. like, you're bringing in surveyors and you're bringing in video editing experts and yeah. you start to put it all together and... And, uh, so there's a moment where you've got enough compelling evidence. You're like, we may have something here. And then, uh, you know, then you think maybe, but you're still thinking there's no way. But yeah, maybe this and doesn't then, happen. Right? And then Paul went into the thing and came out. And he's like, he's like, that was impressive. It's Paul doesn't say things are impressive very often, other than himself. <laughs> <laughs> we interviewed. <laughs> yeah. So that's when you kind of think maybe. Yeah, yeah. But it was always a long shot. So when you finally get the Indy 500 win, is there a side of you that 
feels redemption? Is there somebody that's like, oh, I've seen these things get taken away before? <laughs> no, it's definitely redemption. I mean, yeah. the 500 is is the biggest race. Yeah. The, the only thing that's better than winning your first 500 is winning your second one. Mm-hmm. You, you know what they say about... Well, I mean, we know. When you, you guys well, we know, like, yeah, yeah, the yeah, same yeah, thing. Right. Yeah. Well, you know what they say happens when you win a race. Then you want to win them all. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So, Fair. Yeah. So if somebody were to listen to this show in the future and uh, didn't know much about you going in, what would you hope the legacy they take away from this episode would be? Um, I, I hope they would just think of while wow, he was a real racer. Yeah. I think that's, you know, when you talk about friends and people that have, that have moved on and mm-hmm. think back about that guy was a real racer. Yeah. We asked Michael the same question last night, but uh, where is IndyCar in 10 years and where is Chris Simmons? Uh, my kids will still be in school, so I'll still be working. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, funding, and, and, education. And for, and for yeah. many more years to cover the loans, as, as yeah. near as I can tell. Yep. But uh, IndyCar in 10 years, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be hybrid pretty soon here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to keep going in that direction. I'm sure in 10 years we're going to start having more of I don't think there'll be self-driving cars yet, but we're going to start getting that kind of technology in the cars. The, yeah. the, uh, the car being aware of the other cars around it. So you think we've survived the robot dogs? I think we'll be able to keep the robot dogs at bay for 10 years. Okay. But they're coming. 15, I don't know. <laughs> Terrifying. Well, on that note, <laughs> Cottonelle's got the check. Yeah.